0: It's game day at Raising Cane's. If you want to order like a saint, it's the action off the field you need to focus on. The only play you're running is chicken, so what combo are you picking? Make it a perfect season. We've got tailgates of hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce, and jugs of freshly-made tea and lemonade, all available to order online or on our app. This season is about to be unbeatable. Raising
1: Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. (laughs) Official chicken finger of the saints wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis so thank you very very much mike rivers good to see you and uh, united we stand thank you for joining us <clears throat> let's see eli welcome to sor chat Stephen Edmond. good to see you susan Alloway thanks for coming on in And we're just waiting for Bill WD-40 to hop on in to lube us up for tonight's show. Because you never want to go into a show really dry. You want to be nice and smooth when you just slide on into that time slot. CS, thank you for coming on in. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Where are we? No, it's not snowing here yet. That's still a month and a half away, minimum. Mm, Thanks for bringing that up. Don't need snow just yet still warm. Electric Cuttlefish, good to see you. Matthew Goodka, welcome back. And uh, we are caught up in the chat room so far. And we're going to have a great show. Science Bob, Dr. Michael P. Masters, one of my f- best, best guests here. His hair is looking on par tonight. On par. And we got 10 seconds before we go here. And I'm excited. I hope you are too. And I need a favor from all of you. Throw your horns up. Let's rock. In the mountains of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talkstream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com, we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world ten percent happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. A power show of science coming up right after this. Science Bob and Friends with Dr. Bob McGuire and special guest Dr. Michael P. Masters. Everything from UFOs to time travel tonight. Then in hour number three, Among the Missing from Steve Stockton kicks things off. Then we will go into an extremely busy UFO report with little Timmy Senor. It is that time of the month once again where we bring in our good friend Dr. Bob McGuire, known around these parts as Science Bob, to join us for Science Bob and Friends. This is where we take a serious look outside of the woo on the who, what, where, when, why, and how all this weird, strange stuff is happening. Dr. Bob is a former member of the science and mathematics community of Virginia Tech University. He's also worked for the U.S. government. And tonight, from Montana Tech University, we have Dr. Michael P. Masters, who is an accomplished author. He's an accomplished researcher in the subject of time travel, UFOs, disclosure, he is one of the brightest voices coming up in the UFO world, and we bring both gentlemen in right now. Dr. Science Bob, how you doing? Good to have you here, my friend.
2: Happy to be here, Dave.
1: And look who it is. There he is, the man, the myth, and the legend all wrapped into one, Dr. Michael P. Masters. How's your moose yeah. doing? How's your moose? Good.
3: Good.
4: Good, good, good. I can't help but notice though the way you pronounced accomplished sounded a little bit like incompetent. Didn't know oh, if that was a Freudian slip or something.
1: Wow. Just stirring it up right off the bat, eh? Coming out blasting it.
4: No, I'm kidding. It's great to be here and uh I'm excited to talk to both you fellas tonight.
1: You know, I gotta tell you, Mike, you are probably over the last six months the most requested guest that my audience really? wants to have back. Yeah.
4: Cuz I show chest, is that it? That's it. That's
1: it. Well, among your accomplishments, mm-hmm. I mean, the chest hair is impressive. I mean, I don't it.
4: It's you can't even see it. It's so gray.
1: I know that feeling. I know that feeling, but it is good to have you back on the show and and guys It's great bef- to be back. Before we get too heavily into it, I want to get your your gentlemen's uh, comments and thoughts about what happened in Mexico, where they allegedly were bringing out disclosure of two alien bodies that have already been debunked, and there's a little bit of an egg on the face of a certain American, Bob, who was down there talking about the dangers of UAPs flying in the air. Not UFOs, UAPs flying in the airs over Mexico. What was your thoughts on everything, Bob?
2: Oh, it was pretty bad. I mean... uh... You know, this show is is with Linda Thompson, and she has been doing research on all that junk that was rolled out by Jaime Masson for probably two years. And her studies about all this stuff are fairly well known. So I I was fully prepared as soon as I saw what Jaime was doing for it just to be a complete disaster after that. And the bad part, the worst part, is... That is what is published over the entire world. That and that alone. And not one thing that was said before the legislature of Mexico, which had some fairly serious uh, people like Ryan Graves who apologized for having even shown up there. He told, told it a disgrace or whatever. So, uh, it's, and so now we all, people who are involved in ufology, to those who don't care a bit much about ufology, but cared a lot about kind of the news around this, think we're all weird again.
1: Yeah, I don't think it looked very good, and and yes, Bad. Ryan Graves uh, did issue an apology for going down there and and thinking it was going to be different. But you know what, Bob, I, I, I'm I'm going to say this, and and I'm not trying to, you know, jump on the bandwagon of beating on Ryan Graves for this. But a lot of these newcomers to ufology, especially on the governmental side, they are so anti-ufology that they come across as, you guys stay over there, I'm doing the real work here, I don't need advice from you or anybody else on, on what I'm going to do to accomplish my mission in UFOs, or pardon me, UAPs, okay? And I think Ryan got caught up in that. And I'm not trying to say that to be insultive, Bob, but I'm saying that I think it was a real rookie mistake because people like him are so afraid to step into the UFO world, even though they are in the world, that they're not taking advice from people who are in the know, Bob.
2: Well, the part that bothers me, and just from it, is if Ryan and a few others who are out there speaking I oh, blue Elizondo uh, don't want to talk to any of us yet on the day David Grush went before Congress and talked to Ryan Col- Ross Colhart and others uh, Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Kane there's almost there they're less, less I suppose there's a hundred items in those those interviews and and and, and uh, uh, news stories, three or four of them we didn't know and have not known for decades. The big gist of that story, many of us started following when George Knapp interviewed Bob Lazar. And guess who's looking vindicated uh, in more ways than one? Anyway, so uh, it, 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 it would behoove them to come and talk to people who know the history. I mean, they can go to serious people. They can go to Richard Dolan. They can go to Grant Cameron. They can go to people who know a lot of the back history and get themselves educated and know what things to avoid and what things might be taken seriously.
1: Let's bring in Dr. Michael Masters here from Montana Tech, who is very well versed in this subject as well. and And Michael, what was your thoughts overall about what happened in Mexico?
4: Um. Well, I I didn't watch it, but there was a really fun uh, arc that I witnessed because I I was going to bed and then the phone starts blowing up because the alien bodies thing, and it's like, uh, wow, people are taking this seriously the the nazca mummies like i kind of thought we buried that hatchet like two or three years ago maybe even longer but i was like okay this is you know interesting maybe these are different didn't really watch or look at anything woke up in the morning this really nice guy uh, because i don't speak spanish uh translated the forensic analyst's report what he said into english for me and i read the whole thing and i'm like well, it sounds a, like they've done a little more work. And then I looked into it, and it's just the same mummies as from before. So it's like, what are we doing? Why does everybody get so excited about this thing that's already been debunked so long ago? Um, and it, it was, I don't know, I guess it was just wishful thinking. It was hopeful. Everybody wanted it to be something it wasn't. We imposed some unrealistic expectations on it. They didn't meet those expectations. And now we've all got fake alien hangovers. But it was, I don't know. It was what it was. You know, maybe there's cultural differences involved. We have to keep that in mind and not be ethnocentric like we're Americans and Canadians and we're doing everything right. and Everybody else sucks. They're probably just going through a process the same way we are. And maybe they just look at things differently or they haven't quite taken the same steps to get there. But, yeah, obviously it wasn't ideal. It wasn't great. But things are happening. And just the fact that they're doing
2: it, I think, is
4: commendable. I, I agree mean, with you. It got, it got, a, you
2: little it got a, little, a little rough. And even, even uh, Gary Nolan was out there duking it out with people on uh, Twitter, which he doesn't, he rarely does that, but he was being attacked for having n- not, not supported what was seen, which is ridiculous. He's yeah, the one that did the analysis on the Nazca s- skeletons and showed they right. were deformed humans.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't pay attention to any of these Twitter fights, but I I see what's happening. The the big picture is encouraging. You know, it's always been two yeah. steps forward, 10 steps back. Nothing's changed there. But the fact that these things are happening is good, and I tend to take a positive stance on that and and look more at those steps forward and then and then know these yeah. these other ones are going to come. We're going to have to take steps back, and this was obviously one of them, but onward.
1: Michael, before we move on, what what was your thoughts about Ryan Graves speaking there and and being a part of it? Because a lot of people were chastising him for being a part of a a fake disclosure movement. And by the way, I, I'm not going to say this just because you're here, but I think you you said it very eloquently. And I don't think I've ever used the word eloquently on the air. That you know that this, even though it didn't get the results that we wanted, that maybe this is the start to Mexico's. Uh, jump into the UFO foray, and they got to go through a little bit of the the hard times before uh, shining like the rest of North America
4: on this subject. Yeah, you crash your bike so many times before you learn how to ride it. And I think we'll see that across the board in other countries as well. I don't know. It it, it has so far been so com- com- compartmentalized that we haven't had sharing of information. And maybe Ryan Graves got caught in the middle of that. It's the first I've heard that he like, brushes aside ufo community i've i've always done the opposite from the very beginning i've talked about how we need everybody involved in that and especially people have the deepest knowledge of this phenomenon i certainly and i've been following it since i was eight um started researching it seriously to write this book first book in 2012 uh but never ever had the sense that only one group can know what's going on it takes the whole community of people and you know i i Mention how we need a multidisciplinary approach with lots of different sciences, not just in the obvious ones like physics and astronomy, but uh, biology, evolutionary, anatomy, and all the various evolutionary fields, psychology, sociology, economics, politics, everyone's going to need to be involved in this. And the people who know this field best, the ones who have studied this their entire lives and have written about it extensively. So yeah, if that's true, it's unfortunate that he didn't bother to to consult with or pay attention to but again who can predict the future you know maybe he thought he was just going to go there and talk about the the pilots and maybe it threw him off guard too i don't know i want to change
1: topics here before i let you bob you uh loose on uh, the extra tuna fish sandwich terrestrials uh that uh (laughs) i'm actually gonna
4: run out of ways to say that no way and when you do I'm gonna I'm gonna make you eat your hat, my friend. Which hat? Which I'll hat? i bring a hat. I got covered a, in covered I, in various I got a couple new ones also. here.
1: I got a couple new ones here. All right. you, well, know. you get ready to eat that, man. I you know. like that fedora. Thank you. Thank that you. That's nice. That is really nice. I appreciate that and uh it, you know how hard it was to find a hat that uh fit my fat melon. I'm telling you, they almost had to make it from scratch. But the other other topic I want to talk about is we are now preparing for NASA to come out with their results from their study, their $100,000 study that uh, they held a press conference to a few months ago, which pretty much everybody jumped on the bandwagon, uh, wondering if they were playing us as fools. And we're going to get those results, Bob. You've worked close with NASA before. I mean, what do you expect to go on?
2: I'm expecting to hear.
1: We've looked at
2: a bunch of data. We can't reach any firm conclusions. There are, the government tells us there's things up there that we can't identify, even with all their abilities. And so for us to do science, we need more data. And in order to get more data... We need more and better instruments. And in order to get more and better instruments and involve other multiple multiple disciplinary approaches, we need a total ton of money that's got to come from the federal government. And so that's exactly what we're going to hear tomorrow. And then there will be no firm conclusions by the end.
1: How about you, Michael? What do you think?
4: Um, I think it'll start slow. And it'll be sort of the same old, same old. And then uh, I'm predicting they'll bring out some Nazca mummies just to spice things up a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, honestly, I, I saw a meme the other day. I learned most things about life from memes. And the meme I saw was like, it's cute. Something like it's cute how NASA is pretending like they just got into this UFO thing it's the same with the Air Force. You know, They've been involved in this from the beginning. And if if people who have been lying to us or pretending like this doesn't exist for 70-plus years are now expecting us to like shower them with praise for giving us a report about something that's a recent thing, even though we know they have tons and tons of real information going back to the 1940s, I, I'm not expecting much for very obvious reasons. They're not going to drop any bombs. It's going to be the same old thing that it's been it's it's nasa what do you expect
1: you got that right i think that's the easiest way to put it seven minutes ago before we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour science bob and friends bob you've been looking forward to having dr michael masters on the show for a long time here you know i mean is it his good looks is it his fine studies is is it the fact that he has a pet moose in his backyard what is it
2: well he has better hair than i do just as you do, but uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I think we both have uh, we both have chest hairs, but uh, I I read uh, the extra tempestual see, I can't even pronounce it book. Uh, Thank you, I'm pretty sure Dave it, can yeah, too. Um, uh, in more in depth than the last time he was here, and he was a hell of a guest last time. We had a great time. We talked. I had read his first book in depth, but it was many years before. And I basically learned about Extra three days before I interviewed him. And so I was I'm much more prepared now. And there are things in it that I want to discuss with him. And as usual, after that, we'll go off the deep end and find something extra interesting to talk about. So one more thing before we go to break. I got into it in a private group with Ron Pandolfi uh, last week. And uh, yeah, he was probably,
4: unfortunately, I'm on that email thread. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I would put unfortunately before that. It's, it's yeah, painful. yeah, yeah. I know
2: that. And I'm sure you saw him and I and Jack go at I it. I did.
4: Oh, yeah, yes.
2: Yeah. And so, uh, Ron's up there defending Susan Goff and says she's never lied to the world. And I pointed out to him the hole in his argument which is the things she said were true, but they are woefully incomplete. So what she is the master at is lying by omission and misdirection. So the statement itself is true, but it leaves out half the universe, and she's the master at deflecting people by telling them something that's irrelevant. And so I pointed out to Pandolfi, and after that, he went silent till... Jack Sarfati figured out what was going on, and he started writing stuff in 100-point letters screaming at the Duffy. It was amazing. So anyway, it was. Uh, I'm sorry you had to see that. And I'm sorry yeah. I stirred it up, but I did get a good laugh out of it.
4: You know, I don't even know who this person is. I never know what any of the fights are about. I have meticulously tried to block every single name on there except for yours and, like, two others. I, just, I don't know what else to do. I mean, sometimes if I'm in the mood, I'll read through these exchanges, and I, I wish I knew what you are talking about.
2: But Well, I, the, I the, issue, the issue is Sarfati keeps putting out all of this mathematics, and I can read every mathematical equation he has. But like a lot of people, I can't quite bridge the math back to the physics. So he's trying to describe some phenomenon. And I'm trying to understand how the math is different because he keeps saying this is all known physics applied in a different way that people have made some mistakes. So yeah. uh, I, I pointed out to him so, several things.
4: Dave? Well, you know, it's it's funny. How much time we got, Dave?
1: Uh, we have about three and a half minutes. Oh, okay, good. Uh, all right.
4: Yeah, that's plenty. So I'm on another thread, too, with a bunch of um, academics uh, who... Are also investigating this question of time travel or, or anomalous things related to time, time travel. So there's a whole nother thread, just like this one. And I'm I'm not I'm going more broad with this for the audience that's listening. And so like, why are they talking about an email thread none of us have seen? Um, but it's the same thing over there. Like it's all people being respectful and nice to each other, which is a breath of fresh air. Uh, it's a lot of like really prominent researchers that like Oxford and, and Yale and places like that but there's they they no Nobody knows.
5: This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your healthcare provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and and BioNTech. This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing, and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your health care provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
4: This is what I've come to conclude from these things is that we're talking about things that nobody can know, possibly until we have some grand unified theory or we know, you know, what space and especially time emerges from, like what's fundamental that it's coming from. Aren't we all just destined to bicker about things that can't even be proven until they can be like, aren't we missing pieces of the puzzle that allow us to see the whole picture? So what's the point of even fighting about these individual pieces or how they link together if we can't see the whole picture?
2: We can't we can't explain 95% of the content of the universe. We can't yeah. even explain how what it does and how it exists. People don't understand that 95% of what we can't see or feel is dark matter and energy and we can't explain any of it. We we yeah. there they're placeholders in a math equation to make the universe look right.
4: So what is that? Like, is it just narcissism? Is it ego? Like, why do these fights happen if, it, if there's like an epistemological and ontological disconnect?
2: Yeah. And, and I, I, I believe, given what I know about general relativity and quantum field theory and the standard model, neither of them are right. Yes. So why are you trying to put together something when neither of them are right? you know for a fact that there are cases where neither of them work mm-hmm. so why put that together before you can get get to an understanding of the foundational principles of the universe so that you can explain the phenomenon that each of them is trying to explain to us based on a a Some math written down to explain the phenomena without actually understanding where the phenomena come from. It doesn't make sense.
1: One minute to one minute to go here, guys. Can I ask both of you this? Do you think a lot of this is people who are connected or maybe in the know throwing distractions out there that we don't know as much as we know?
2: That's That's part of it. That's part of it.
1: Why do you say that? Who? Who do you mean? Who do you mean by that? First. This might
4: be an after-the-break question because this sounds like yeah. a loaded question.
2: Yeah, we can extend it. But I, I, there, there are people out there working for the legacy programs or others that are constantly uh, talking yeah, about this information. Sure. And, and there are others that I think hoping to make money off some of this that constantly want to deflect people so that they do not come in and steal their gold. And then there are people who are just sh- shooting up shooting
1: darts out of their butt. Mm. Yeah, darts out of the butt gets a little bit sharper. I'd I'd like to know the
4: physics of that exactly, how you shoot a dart out of your butt.
1: Well, we'll find out when we return from the break tonight (laughs) on Science Bob and Friends. Shooting darts out of one's anus is apparently the new topic of UFOs, or should I say UAPs, on Spaced Out Radio. Science Bob is here. Dr. Michael P. Masters is here as well. We continue the UFO Tech Talk when we return on the Mighty S.O.R. right after this. All right, boys, we're clear. Good start. That's misleading, Dave. Well, technically, on I the watched radio. your show one day, and I was
4: like, "Wait, I can still hear everything they're talking about." Whenever yeah. he told me we were clear, I thought it was just us, but you're still broadcasting somewhere. Yeah, we're we're
1: not broadcasting on the radio. Oh, so we're but, clear from the radio, else. but people yeah. can still hear our parties
2: everywhere we're streaming. They yeah. can still hear. It. All
4: yeah. right, that's the caveat I was looking for.
2: There,
1: there, it's always a caveat. By the way, my 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 new sign. Right there. That's got to go up ooh, yet.
4: Ooh, hmm. Nice. Hey, while well, we're doing show and tell, mm. I got a new glass. Oh, very nice. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. Let me turn it the right way.
2: There oh, you go. And
4: alien face. Does that look familiar at all? That very nice. Like,
2: yeah. Looks like the bat
4: signal. A little bit. Yeah, it's that... that uh, three images i had
1: in the front of my first book with the the
4: chimp head and the human head and the alien head. hey you you guys chat
1: i'm just gonna go check on my boy okay i'll be right back yeah go
4: for it it. it's always an important thing to do especially if they're playing with rabid raccoons or wild animals of any sort really (laughs)
3: Yes.
4: yes my kid came down um one day i was getting in the shower he's like there's a a, a baby chipmunk outside. I think it, it needs help. It's dying. And we went out there, and sure enough, there's a cute little baby chipmunk laying in the middle of the road that would have got run over by UPS at some point. And um, we kind of put gloves on. You know, I've, I've been vaccinated for rabies, but then I scooped it in this little bucket and we nursed it back to help. Brought inside it, ate like 10 blueberries, like 10 pieces of cat food, just everything we fed it. It ate. I just came back to life we kept it for about a week then let it go and it was such a, a cute little thing got to hold it in my hand it would just no that's my hand awesome from time to time.
2: Yeah. yeah does it ever come back
4: my wife thinks she saw it a week ago because she was outside and this chipmunk came running up like right where she was standing and looked up at her and and they never do that here all the other chipmunks have always just run off when we come outside so i, I wasn't there for that but she's pretty sure it was our our friend
2: Maybe it was looking for a blueberry or a piece yeah, of yeah,
4: probably was. <laughs> I definitely loved them. I don't even know how we got on that topic. I think I made a joke about raccoons or something, but
3: <laughs>
4: it was kind of a fun, a fun experience for all of us. Just coming home and having a little chipmunk in your house.
2: Well, uh, I live in a, uh, a community uh, which is packed full of houses and other stuff, but all through here. You can tell that we are interrupting their ecosystem because the deer and the fox and everything else is all over the place. Yeah. It's a very, very active uh, uh, fauna here.
4: That's cool. I mean, even, it's good to coexist with them. At least you can just force them all away and make them have to go adapt somewhere else you Can still live there. Oh, the community, trash community,
2: community we're in is surrounded by Woods and it's state oh, nice. of Native American land, and you can 't see a single house in the community because we're a mile off any road in every oh, direction that's
4: great, in yeah, so direction. they're not just hanging out in your yard all day they 've got the four no, no, they got plenty of yeah, that's cool
2: and the deer are almost always on the golf course,,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, I would be too. i uh bought a whole new set of clubs this year and have been hitting the the links pretty often. It's been fun really? to get back to it. Yeah, I used to play on the team in high school and then just kind of quit for about a decade, but just You're got back I into it. I quit
2: for just over a decade. More um, like 15 years I've quit. Yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to get back
1: to it. Best thing I ever did yeah, was quit should. golf. Best thing I ever did was quit golf. What? What? I just hate, I hate it and it hates me. I could sit down and watch golf. I love watching golf. But for me playing it, uh-uh.
4: Did you see the Canadian
1: Open? Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: what, how they set up, like, the the, the bleachers around each tee box, and then they would pretend like they're at a hockey game when they're slapping the side of oh, it. Oh, yeah. And uh, the hometown hero came out and won with, like, a 75-foot putt. Yes. Yeah, and then his buddy comes out with a
1: champagne. He gets, <laughs> gets blasted tackled. by one of the security oh, yeah. guards. That's from the uh, – both was, those guys are from my home course. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, Ledgeview, uh, Ledgeview Golf. I was watching Club. that
4: live, and I was just like, "What is
1: happening
4: here?" This is the craziest golf match I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, I just want to say a quick thank you to W. Decker Times Two, Boo the Beagle, and Kevin for the great super chats. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show. And don't forget, everyone, you can join the SOR Space Travelers Club. I'm going to put the link in the chat room. It's a great way to support us on a monthly basis. So let's. Uh, Have some fun here. Here comes the second half hour, everybody. second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you've Miss portions of this show or others, you can check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button, our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news, wire, check out our swag, follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and you can support us by joining the Space Travelers Club on patreon here we go science bob and friends continuing dr bob mcguire as he joins us each and every month to look at the who what where when why and how of the woo and also joining us from montana tech dr michael p masters gentlemen welcome back and science bob right before the break we kind of asked a little bit of a loaded question about you know whether or not a lot of these people who are talking negative about ufology or pro-government are actually voices that are more in the know and want the secrets to be kept
2: so that that's part of them that's not all of them I mean uh, you, you know like I mean you, you've got people that are like recently converts, given the government has come out with stuff, and um, uh Michael got into it with uh, Shermer uh, in, in a, in a, in a forum. And, uh, cause he was claiming that everybody who was abducted was uh...
5: this season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing. And so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your healthcare provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
0: AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want Every year, or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge
6: of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after 6-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See tmobile.com.
2: Uh, guilty of sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah, that was so dumb. Oh, uh, it was really. Dumb. I especially that. I was like, "Did nice you read that?" Especially John Mack and yeah. Bud Hopkins have absolutely destroyed that argument, and everyone who's followed them has says what we're seeing here cannot possibly be sleep paralysis. So anyway, yeah. but so there are all sorts of people for all sorts of reasons that are, it's a a popular topic in a bunch of circles, and people always want to look like they're involved and have a lot to say, so they pop off at the mouth and make stupid remarks, or they're part of a cover-up.
4: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, yeah, I think you're exactly right. They're, they consider themselves experts on everything. Um, a lot of ego driven people who are like, well, I need to be involved in this because obviously people turn to me for knowledge on everything. So yeah, I'll, I'll read like a headline and then make a comment about something with blanket statements that are obviously not true. And not, not just, you know, that guy or, or whoever else, but Yeah, I I can't help but wonder, too, if there are certain people where these legacy programs are being protected and that continues. And who's the guy that uh, is pushing back? I just learned about this this morning. I was on a conference call with two PhDs, one at Harvard, one in Scotland, and then a a pretty prominent journalist. We're all working on collaborating on a paper together. But he was saying that uh, the pushback, because we asked him about the... um, the Schumer Amendment and how likely it is to go through. And he said that the main place where the pushback's coming through from is this one Congress person yeah, who Trump. happens happens to represent
5: Rock the Great Patterson Airport
4: district. And it's like, well is that a coincidence? You know? So so I don't know. When things like that start happening, you you have to sort of step back and say, wait, this is how it's always been. We're still doing this how do we fight it like how do we infiltrate that how do we start putting wedges in to divide that stronghold that clearly has dominated this subject for for 70 80 90 years if you believe the italian thing too so yeah i think it's obvious that some are um hopefully there's fewer there's clearly more allies now that's encouraging yes there's definitely more allies but will those allies be able to help move things forward with legislation or just changing the public perception? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful, but
2: Well, one of the, one of the ways the military-industrial complex uh, makes sure it's politically stable because they want long-term budgets that are ever-increasing so they can yeah. do the things they want to do in addition to the things they have to do is they put pieces of every really, truly huge program in every congressional district in the United States of America and, and in our possessions. So, yeah. uh, because um, they, they, they understand that they, all they have to do is reach out and say, I'm going to threaten a thousand jobs in your district if you don't shut your mouth. And Turner, uh, he's his contributions are... Lockheed Martin and Norfolk Grumman and yeah. all these industries uh, that support Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and Battelle and so forth and so on. So he has a huge, huge military impact on his district, which is Dayton, Ohio, yeah. uh, and, and surrounding it. So oh, it's just know like, the game is played.
4: Yeah, oh. I used to ride my bike past Battelle every day on my way to Ohio state and I had no idea it was involved in anything related to UFOs. And then I leave Ohio state and start researching this and Patel keeps coming up over my, my brother-in-law works there. He's worked there for 25 years and I would text him all the time, these little things about UFOs and he would just ignore them. Cause he's like under oath for, you know, all these secret things that he does that he's not allowed to talk about. I probably shouldn't be telling people that he works there, but um, I was like, man, this place that has just seems so benign that I would ride by every day is is crazily involved in the these potentially legacy programs. I don't know.
2: Well, the thing that peaceful. So I'm gonna say, let's discuss for a moment a true revelation to me personally, and I've been studying this stuff for a while. It came from David Grush. A true astonishment came during his Jesse Michaels interview where my, Jesse spent, it must have been a week or more with Rush. And they're, kind of they're hanging out like buddies, sitting around the pool drinking beer, cursing like sailors. And the entire interview is just fantastic. It was, it was great. he dropped a bloody bombshell in that interview. And, of course, after his initial News Nation uh, and Coltark, uh interviews, people were looking for bodies and craft. And they're missing stuff he drops when he goes out and talks. The first people on the legacy program were J. Robert Oppenheimer and Vannevar Bush and the other people who ran the Manhattan Project. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I watched that. Was 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 in the Q clearance line and run by DOE because the atomic... Uh, Energy and Other Acts, and the Nuclear Weapons, uh, uh, National Nuclear uh, uh, Security Administration, which was called something else, Atomic Energy Commission, back then, all of those things together had a totally different stovepipe of security than Department of Defense and the U.S. intelligence community. And to find out that Oppenheimer was like the first person Who was running the initial studies and now it just makes complete and total sense these things that i thought before were nonsense of the big scientists that came are purported to have come in and investigated the roswell debris that included albert einstein and john wheeler and so forth and so on and now it makes complete and total sense since Robert Oppenheimer ran the Institute for Advanced Studies uh, after he got got canned from the Atomic Energy Commission, and the guy has been involved in the the UFO stuff from the beginning. So they went; for, he went from managing atom bombs to managing the legacy UFO program. I uh-huh. thought it was an astounding revelation, and friggin' uh-huh. all the news media can, won't even mention it.
4: Yeah, but there's a lot of people that paid attention to that i i I sat there watching that too and i was like huh that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense like why not wrap that into that program where you have utmost secrecy and then just run with it and like you said you know nothing's changed that it's these people with the same mentality from that time period who just keep recapitulating the same process and the same people and passing down that legacy of of deceit and lies and cover-ups and I, I, I can't help but wonder if maybe that time's coming to a close, if we're getting to the point where there's enough pushback and then things like, you know, Jesse's video obviously helped with that to get people like, wait, whoa, that does make sense. And and why wouldn't they do that? They can, like, th- this thing is probably even more powerful, you know, if it's running on zero point energy or something. That's arguably more powerful than atomic weapons, even. So can you, can they wouldn't look, have known that at the time, but there's potential there. So why not hide that? A
2: limitless well, limitless well yeah. of energy is the vacuum energy of the universe. I mean, right. we can't even estimate how large it is because the estimates we made are complete nonsense. So well, isn't
4: that isn't that like the cosmological paradox or something? No, well, yeah, you know, there's we, this we, like we this broad range
2: why our calculations of the vacuum energy are 50 orders of magnitude off. I mean, there's there's clearly something wrong with our physics. There has Mm -hmm. been. We keep patting ourselves on the back by how accurate the standard model is and how Einstein's general relativity keeps getting proven over and over. But that's because we have the wrong description, and we can't write down these corner cases where we could go out and do experiments or observations if we knew these corner cases and show that both of them are wrong, but look, here's what we have now, and it's right. We just aren't able to do that yet because we haven't figured out where we've gone wrong. Now, I thought the other part of the Jesse Michaels interview that was really interesting, besides, oh, and by the way, Battelle, Uh, As we got was the place where the the memory metal light was brought out from Roswell and put into the industry. But Battelle runs is the largest uh, uh, owner operator, if you will, of national laboratories. They operate Oak Ridge. They operate Los Alamos. They operate Hanover and on and on and on. And, and Livermore, Lawrence Livermore Laboratories, Battelle operates them for the Department of Energy. They are just inculcated into all sorts of secret stuff. And everybody knows about the nuclear weapons and stuff that go development and engineering and storage and maintenance and so forth. that goes on in those labs. They don't understand how totally embedded those labs are and throughout anything secret in the United States of America. I mean, people keep remembering that they remember that Sandia National Laboratories is a nuclear weapon engineering facility and storage place, but they keep forgetting that some of the most outrageous UFO history was carried on by by people that were operating in around Sandia and in Hmm. Sandia with the, with the, uh, uh, Richard Doty's story of of uh, taking
5: a guy. This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing, and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your healthcare provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
0: AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want Every year, or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone
6: upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after 6-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See tmobile.com. mobilecom
2: who was observing stuff that was going on in Sandia and and driving him crazy? So, I mean, said the, 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 the Lashell Labs and uh, DOE and Battelle and all this they've been involved hey, so, in the, since the beginning.
4: So, so Sandia Labs in California, right?
2: Uh, Sandia Labs is in Albuquerque, New Mexico.
4: Uh, okay, is there one well, in California Livermore, too?
2: Livermore is in California, and Los Alamos is in Albuquerque, is in uh, a, a, just outside of Santa Fe.
4: That's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into that because a, well, a good yeah, friend of mine. Everybody's
2: heard of the Tonopah test range where we blew up nuclear weapons. That's yeah. operated by Sandia National Laboratory. That They ran I've all the some, weapons, underground weapons testing. For the I've testing.
4: got some questions to ask then. <laughs> One of my good friends worked there right before he came to take a job at Montana Tech. and uh, yeah, oh, I didn't yeah, know they were involved in applied- any of that.
2: I was in the applied to math division for a little over a year uh, where I got worked on my first supercomputers, which was way back then it was a CD6600 6, and CD7600, which were Seymour Cray's first big computers. Uh, and uh, I did really top notch mathematical numerical integration work that she used all over the place, including in MATLAB and a bunch of other stuff. My work is still in those things. Okay. But I didn't realize that if you're a year and a half, that the only people got respect at a doctorate way back in the 1970s. So I went to Brown and got a degree, in my uh, PhD in applied mathematics. So anyway, yeah. I worked inside that system. So my first big security clearance was a Q clearance because I was working in a nuclear weapons lab. And after the, that, go to graduate school and got identified by um, three-letter agencies in and around Washington. I... I uh, got a t- top secret SI clearance, SCI clearance, and worked on that stuff for decades before I left and went to Virginia Tech. So it's just I've hmm. been inculcated in the clearance systems of the United States of America since the 1970s. It's just I've been in it forever. Gentlemen, regarding so, I've got to think people, people who are listening to us that care about the UFO right. mystery go listen to the Jesse Michaels interview because it's a lot more revealing than anything he said before. Because the stories he told Ross Cotard and Ralph and Leslie, we all know them.
1: I want to ask you in regards to David Grush, you know, how important is it for him to come back out, do this interview, and really go against his opponents who had – really tried to put him down from not only on social media, but government officials, even representative Mike Turner was shooting down Grush, basically saying he saw nothing. He knows nothing and he's got some health problems and we're supposed to listen to this guy. Doesn't sound like a whistleblower to me. I'm paraphrasing. You know what? The strength that it that it talked to, to Grush or that I thought it showed Grush was pretty impressive for him to bounce back the way he did. Bob,
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a testimonial to the fact that the guy's going, these guys are not going to get me down. I'm here representing a ton of people that are about to tell all this stuff to everyone. And we have since learned that a large portion of the 40 people he talked to are now filed their whistleblower official forms with the intelligence community inspector general, and they're now talking. And uh, some of them are names that everyone who cares about anything in the intelligence community or about the government will know their names.
4: Yeah, I saw before we came on here, uh, Melinda Leslie posted something to your page. James Fox, James Fox had like um, a letter that he was reading. That- Listen to that, and it sounded like. Yeah, maybe there's a line of people or at least one person who was standing in line. Oh, well, no, it's more like
2: and 20, that and so. that's 20 that Grush brought, but the Inspector General, he has been a rolling stone and hadn't gathered any moss. He went out and did some investigation with his team and brought in more people under duress and made them testify to it.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, the damn may have broken who knows it'd be cool to to see that happen because yeah like yeah he stuck his neck out he knew what he was doing and that's what was cool about jesse's interview too is it humanized him and and the conversation with ross which was still awesome you know and it sort of broke the story along with what uh leslie and ralph had done we get the information you know it's very it's it's packaged in a way that needs to appeal to a broad professional audience yeah but this sort of humanized him and he got to just be a person yeah and, and, and drop it, bombs it, it's,
2: a, it's a narrative it's all glued together around this one guy so it's easier for people to consume so, stuff we all know but we never had a name or a person or a place to go to ask about any of it now yeah thinking- i mean obviously
4: it's all part of the narrative still but i i do feel like it helps to hear it. Because when he came out and talked to Russ Ross, you could tell he was like focused and like, this is what I can say. He probably had just come out of a lot of those conversations with the lawyers around what he can and can't say. This felt like more like he got practice with that. And now he can have a conversation that'll reach a lot more people who maybe aren't paying attention to this as well. And Jesse has broad reach. He did an awesome job in collaboration with these Yes Theory guys, Red Panda Koala and a number of others. Yeah. yeah. put together this thing that's like, really palatable, but packed full of information. There's so much information, but you can still digest it and then see this human who's sticking his neck out there. He's getting beat down, and he's like, you know what? This is important. This is bigger than me. This is for humans, and I, I think that's really respectful. Well, that,
2: that, was, that was the exact major philosophical remark he made uh, and why he is the, the, the Boy Scout that was needed for this. He said that he talked to all these people and he identified to all of them before he went to the intelligence inspector general that he was the one that was going to come out on their behalf and take all the slings and arrows so mm-hmm. pave the way for them to come out.
4: As a martyr.
2: Yes, he's martyred himself for them. And they owe it. They better get in there. For us. He's martyred
4: himself for all of us.
1: That
2: is yeah. true.
4: Like, obviously, obviously we all have baggage, you know, I, I had a person I've I started working with this guy who's interested in making a a documentary about the book, whatever. I've said it like a hundred times and they all fall through for various reasons. But he asked me directly, he was like, so do you have any skeletons in your closet I need to know about? Because I don't want to start doing this and find out like you, you rape pigeons or something. And I was like, no, I, I've got no skeletons. I, I live, uh a very honest life, but it, I think it's important to ask that, you know, and it's yeah. unfortunate that because we all have little things, you know, homeboys got PTSD. He, he drank, he was suicidal, obviously, you know, like, but for people to come out and attack him. So it was cool that the Jesse's crew called them out on that too, because it's a part of the story yeah. that needs to be told, you know, this is going to happen when you they, come out they, and do they, this, they, when you they, take they, one for the team, people are going to pile up on you.
2: The one and only disservice I think Ross did and was not bringing that up in the interview because he should have ended it off by telling him. Ross maybe,
4: but he didn't. Ross, yeah, but it's not a big deal. My point is, it's not a big deal. Like we've we all have stuff like that. I've had the cops called on me at least five times. It's still not something like egregious, you know. But neither is his. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it should have been mentioned. I think Russ did the right thing by not saying it's just this this a-hole from. Did you see that, Dave? You see, I didn't say the full list.
1: Thank you for not swearing for once.
4: You don't have your finger on the button. Usually you have to sit there when I get all worked up and push the little blue button. But I, I said know. a-hole instead. But it's just this a-hole, this little dweeb from the Independent or whatever it was. Understand. They tried to make this a thing. It's not a thing. It's just people's lives. He's a real person. I can you know? I can People say this. Things.
1: We all have. I can say this from a from a professional journalism level it was it was real shady and perfect yeah,
2: profe- professional journalists he he admitted that people inside the uh, the classified community violated HIPAA by pointing pointing him in the right direction
4: Exactly yeah it was it was orchestrated so circling back to your question earlier Dave about whether people are um distractions or trying to distract that was clearly one of those things that's a perfect example of one of those things
1: yeah and i and i fully agree with that and like i've said on the show i've talked to a number of journalists about this uh behind the scenes friends of mine just say hey would you report on this nine out of nine of them said no we would not it's just it it's it's really that's when you're looking to blackball someone when you get into their when you get into their personal yeah. level. You know what I'm saying? We got about a minute to go here, guys, before we uh, have to go to break here at the top of the hour on Spaced Out Radio, and we we've talked a lot about David Grush and where this is going. The question now is, what happens next? What happens next when we when we return? Because are we going to get more hearings? Are we going to see the, the continued fight back? And why is nobody really talking about the fact, gentlemen, that this is really a, a primetime battle between the military-industrial complex and the UFO public and the public in general, Bob?
2: Well, th- look, they, they set this thing up in the way they did at the end of World War II under Harry Truman. And then Dwight Eisenhower carried it on till he realized how bad things were going as far as the United States government was concerned. Because in order to fight the Soviet Union, we had to stand up this military industrial complex and guarantee them we would do care and feeding on them for decades. Because that's how long it was going to take to stand off the Soviet Union with this mutually assured destruction and us dividing the world into two poles and so forth and so on.
1: So there you go. All right, Science Bob and Friends with Dr. Bob McGuire and special guest Dr. Michael Masters from Montana Tech continues right after this on the Mighty Sor. Where we're going to go? That's up to Science Bob because it's his show tonight for the next hour on Spaced Out Radio. All right, we clear. Hey, I might have I might have to
4: reconnect my. My internet started chunking really bad. Is there a way to hang up and call back? Or- yep, oh
1: yeah. Yeah, just, just use- click on the link. Again. Yeah, just click on the
2: same the link. link.
4: Okay. Hit leave,
2: hit the leave button and click on the link and yeah.
1: come back. All right, I'll, I'll boot you from so the studio. I noticed that helps with streamyard, so. Yeah, I'll boot you right, from I'll the see studio. You in a bit. All right, there he goes. Tomas, man. Bob, you're hey, you're, you're They're bugging you about your uh, your microphone tonight cuz it's real choppy. We can still hear yeah, you, but...
2: Yeah, I, it's, it's ridiculous. So the, the good oh. microphone... Well, I'll try, I'll try it. Let me try it now that I've done something.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Oh, that's better. Uh, Sounded smooth like butter right there, Science Bob.
2: Okay, that's the good microphone. I had to do something different today because the speaker from this this system of, of the audio from that system was was breaking up today. I don't know what's going on.
1: Mm. Jeremy, thank you. Hmm. Oh, hey, Clam. Okay. I got you. I got you, Clammy. Oh, welcome, uh, Connie Davies and T-Bone. Latest members of the Space Travelers Club. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, yeah, Mike's ready there. You can tell that Dr. Michael Masters has a lot of leather-bound back books. Yes, so do I downstairs. I have two or 3,000 of them. What's your oldest book, Science Bob?
2: 19... Mm, 19- 20s is from the first one I bought, but uh, I inherited some from my grandmother that are two or three
1: hundred years old. Oh shoot! Wow. Pair of babes, how you doing? Mhm. Hey, do we know if Lorian's doing a UFO con or not? Anybody- I don't know at all.
2: I There are impediments, which you know about. But yeah. uh, so
1: far as I know, the answer is indeterminate. Mm. Hey, Ukrainian Anita, how are you? How's your health? Are you feeling better? Well, gosh, I hope so. I got your posters out the other day. I'm going to be putting them up right in this area here. Oh, this area right here. We hope you're feeling better, my dear. <laughs> Ufo Whistleblowers, how you doing? How you doing? <clears throat> <clears throat> Any update on Jared, Jared Murphy? Jared. No. What's the over-under right now on gorgeous Kim oh, Jellen sitting at her keyboard right now flossing her teeth? I want the Vegas odds on that because I'm going to put some money down. Need a one. Was I right, Kim? Was I right? Be honest. All right. Big thank you tonight to W Decker, Boo, W Decker again, Kevin, Trot Dog, T Bone, Tim Mothman, and Jeremy for the super chats. Very much appreciate the love. And you can also join our Space Travelers Club on Patreon. As Bob Ross here gets his uh, notepad ready. All right. There we go. And of course, uh, Eli, do I already have that question from you? I already got that question from you, buddy. Dogface Simon, how are you? I knew I was right. I knew Kim was flossing her teeth at, you know, thanks, Kim. I'll just uh, give a little. There you go. That That's in recognition of you right there. Okay, and uh, our website, spacedoutradio.com. Go get your swag. We got really good, cool t-shirts there. Ask Dr. Michael Masters. He's got a bunch. Slow motion. All right, guys, here we go. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with the second hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America Digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club, Hekistotherm. Hekistotherm is your password. Nobody knows what it means, but the clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com, we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Here we go. Hour two of Science Bob and Friends. Dr. Michael P. Masters from Montana Tech is here. Bob, I'm going to get you to turn your speaker down just a little bit because it's getting a little bit of feedback on that. If you don't mind, I'm hearing that too. There's
2: mad, mad echo. Okay,
1: I got it. There we go. I can
2: lower the. It's the. It's the. uh,
1: It's the uh, mic volume. That's okay. That's okay. We got you, my man. We got you covered. So where are we going this hour on Science Bob and Friends tonight, Bob? Well, um, uh, are there any
2: audience questions that uh, you would like to address quickly before I dive into the other conversation?
1: Absolutely. Let's go to Eli here. If uh, McCarthy approves a public hearing, should a firsthand witness be present?
2: So that depends. If the firsthand witness... Is only going to speak to top secret, uh, specially car- compartmented information and other handling caveats like special access program and un- 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 unacknowledged special access program, especially if they're waived. Now, all that gobbledygook means if they're going to talk classified, they won't be in a public hearing.
1: All right. I want to ask you guys, you know, we talked a lot about David Grush earlier but you know how do we see the resistance uh coming and what should we watch out for regarding the resistance towards this subject you know we know there's a lot of heat we know mike turner recently came out and stated he does not feel the need for any more ufo hearings thinks it's a waste of time and money and i can see a lot more of that coming through bob where do you sit on that um
2: I am not saying when the House is going to pass the Schumer Amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act. So I don't know whether people are paying attention or not. If you're not paying attention to what's going on in Washington, D.C., good on you. I've just kind of gotten in a habit of constantly paying attention to it, given I lived in it for
5: decades. The House... This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your healthcare provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
0: AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want Every year, or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com
6: now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after 6-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See tmobile.com. mobilecom
2: of Representatives is a complete and utter disaster under McCarthy. It's just a disaster. He's got backbenchers standing up in the House of Representatives and threatening his job to the American public on television. If he doesn't do the the mean and horrible things they want him to do to Joe Biden and others. And it's just a demonstration of how Utterly weak McCarthy is. So what that says to me, caring about this topic, is now all the enemies of disclosure, they go, ah, all we got to do is dig up the dirt on McCarthy and go say, we're going to expose all of this and trash you if you let this stuff go forward in the house. And so I just believe there's a lot of really hardball, ugly stuff which we know have gone on in the past are going to happen in and around McCarthy's office and around every one of these committee chairs, all of whom on the armed services and the intelligence committees in the house are Republican leadership because the Republicans control the house and all of them are in military districts and they're going to really threaten the crap out of them. If they let the Schumer amendment go on the national defense authorization act, because I I'm sure most of the people in our audience, have not read the Schumer Amendment. But it really is. Uh, let's suppose I had a skeleton key and I could walk over and open the vault with the skeleton key and open the door and see all the secrets. The Schumer Amendment is a nuclear weapon like Tsar Bamba to blow the walls down, including the door. It basically says, if you have stuff, That came from a craft and you know about it. Maybe you moved it overseas. Maybe you put it in a corporation. But if you know about it, you got 180 days to tell us. That's number one. Number two, we don't care who gave you what we are declaring eminent domain and every piece of that material is now the people's property of the United States of America, and you will come and tell Congress about it so we can make an inventory of it. That's number two. And number three, the President of the United States is ordered under this to set up a nine-person commission with both Republicans and Democrats involved in the selection of the members, and the a priori going-in assumption, is that every single thing about USO, UFOs, UAPs, USOs, whatever, UAP, is unclassified until they come and make an argument why it should remain classified. So this group of people sitting under the president, working in the National Security Council, will have every single document they can get, and it's all unclassified, until such time as they deem it classified. So in other words, all the old caveats and handling, they are wiped out forever. And they're going to bring it under the new, the the, the non-DOE atomic energy uh, uh, deal where they have direct oversight over it. And so there's lots I, of opposition. I, and I don't know who's... Can going I
4: to. add something to this too that I think is, is relevant to the conversation? Um, I mentioned this morning I had... A, a conference call. One of the individuals was a journalist that's very involved in what's going on with regard to all of these things, and it was it was sad to hear his take. We I, that same question was asked, it's like how do you see the this amendment going forward, the Schumer amendment? And a, something that I didn't realize is that people put a bunch of I think they're called writers, like slipping things into. Bills That are extremely controversial related to abortion and all kinds of just really hot topic, jerk at your heartstrings type of issues that aren't related to UFOs at all. So it's not just about this defense act or taking over the intellectual property, but there's also a lot of things in there that can divide people in Congress, which is extremely divided. It may be one of the most in a very long time. So so that might be an impediment as well. That's not just what they're doing, what they're trying to take back, but also all of the things that have been put in there to help divide people in the House of Congress. Yeah, I, more. I, want to, I
2: want to second that. And what they will do is they will add amendments to the Schumer Amendment. They'll add riders to the Schumer Amendment that they know will not pass the Senate. They know it'll never get past the Senate. So then they've made it ugly as heck and then the Senate and the House come together, and they ping-pong it back and forth till they write the final bill. And then that bill is sent to the president for his signature. And he may not sign it if it has a bunch of ugly stuff in it. So what's ugly to Democrats will be added in the House. What's ugly to Republicans will be added in the Senate. And so together, yeah. you've got to hash it out in an age-old dance called <coughs> Let's
1: Let's go to Jules' question Wait, what here. what that said, though?
4: Oh, go ahead, no. Mike. No, I, I like this question. I want to I say, let's let's get to this question. Okay, too. Jules is uh, asking. It's a, it's a beautiful question.
1: Do you think the Schumer Amendment is overreaching governmental power? Well, right now we have
2: zero oversight over the legacy program. That's a violation of law. They have to do something to get this stuff back under the controls of oversight with Congress. It's not overreaching.
1: And your thoughts, Mike? I don't know. Like it's a great question.
4: It's I I saw that and I'm like, oh, you know. If it was anything else, yes. But this thing needs a little bit of that to counteract all of the things that have just been stashed away in the corner, hidden away from view for so long. And I I I don't know. It's hard to qualify it like that. Like any sort of just massive takeover. If you're gonna say all of the oil industry is ours now, or all of the defense industry is ours. You know, we've privatized it, so it's kind of silly to say that. But my, my gut reaction was like, well, maybe it is. But with the UFO phenomenon, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we need that, and maybe this is an attempt to just reestablish balance because it's always been them, them, them. Do whatever you want. Take whatever you want. Make as much money off of it as you want while you leave us. You're destroying this planet. Maybe this is an attempt to try to balance that out a little bit.
1: I got a question for both of you because we hear a lot around the world publicly about nobody knows what is going on. Even the most brilliant minds at NASA don't know what's going on. The Defense Department doesn't know what's going on. Nobody seems to know. Who does know? Let's get some names out there. You guys talk privately with a lot of people. Who does know what is going on and if we do have crash retrievals, if we do have alien bodies? Okay, let's take what David Grush has said. Let's move it a step further. Who's in the know? Hmm.
2: I think Eric Davis knows a lot, a lot. He's the I think how Putoff knows He's the a lot a lot. He went in front of Congress and testified to the crash retrieval programs and named them.
1: Hal you mentioned Hal Putoff. Jim Semiman, maybe? Yeah, I, um so okay, there's a difference
4: between who knows about the legacy programs and who knows what's going on with regard to where we're going. And and yeah, there's it's there's clearly certain people who have information about the future. But I would argue the Air Force, NASA, uh, especially the Office of Special Investigations in the Air Force, already knows all of the other stuff that happened. So if is it a past-looking question or a future-looking question? Is it what do we have that we recovered and what have we done with it? What did we reverse engineer? Is Majestic 12 a real thing? Probably there's a very good indication that it is. How has that program been passed down? Who has been brought into that? But I think a separate question is who is actually communicating with these others about where we're going in the future? Because there is seemingly an agenda. And, I, and I've said this many, many times. This isn't something Congress is pushing. They're being pulled. They're being pulled into this by the visitors themselves because we've reached a point where it's for some reason important that this happens now. And there are certain individuals who I think are showing Congress things they need to know to get out in front of this so they're not just embarrassed or they're not unprepared for this new revelation in the history of humanity. Um, But there's also certain individuals who are sort of, leading the way you know kind of the tugboat that's getting out in front of uh, the ice maybe a better analogy since just stick with the boat analogy are the icebreakers. you know they're breaking through this ice and then the other ships can come behind so so i guess i get i guess i'm asking for clarification on the question because i feel like it's two different things looking back or looking forward
1: well if we look to what we have now it would be looking forward but if we look at, you know, if we're looking for the history of everything from what happened at Roswell or, or Kecksburg or, or Phoenix, you know, we, we need the, the people like the aviary to know what's going on. What, what about John Alexander? What about Kit Green and, and, and other brilliant men who've been working the woo desk for many a year?
2: So I'm not sure the people you named there are, are or were ever a part of a legacy program uh they've been out they've been out in the public too much to actually have been part of the legacy program that's my opinion so uh now we if we're gonna go look at the past and the schumer bill says we will go look at the
0: past okay so at&t and verizon lure you in with their best phone offers only to lock you into a three-year phone contract three years missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year, or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade all on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take
6: charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See tmobile.com.
0: Hear that? That's the sound of your money slacking. Make it work harder for you at Sunbelt Federal Credit Union featuring high-yield certificates of deposit with just a $500 minimum deposit, like 10 months with 5.27% annual percentage yield and 18 months with 5.33% annual percentage yield. Visit your nearest Sunbelt branch or go to sunbeltfcu.org. SFCU is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration.
2: Yeah, which is good. We all know stories. And to us, they're just stories, but the constant narrative through these stories is ugly, ugly, ugly crimes were committed to keep this a secret, especially in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s. And something changed around then and it stopped. Uh, The ugliness began to taper off. Okay, so, but, I mean, we've heard stories of murder. We've heard stories of people having their property stolen from them without a warrant and no due process. And so it's just, we cannot afford, Dave, to destroy, to utterly destroy the institutions in the United States of America that we have come to rely on to maintain our country. So we have to figure out some way to bring some of this out, heal the wound and let them go forward. Like the most respected institution in the United States of America up until uh, 2000, and, uh, 2000, in 2000 was the Department of Defense. It's the most respected institution in the United States of America. But since 20 years of war in Afghanistan and a, a false uh, premise war in Iraq and a bunch of other stuff, they're falling large, they fall a long way in public opinion. And we just can't afford to not trust these institutions. So whatever this rot is at the bottom of these institutions, it needs to be fixed. Because that rot is like a cancer that spreads all over the government. And because people don't trust our institutions. And now we have this guy from the Secret Service come out and hand us a bullet that he picked up off of JFK's limousine floor and put it on his gurney. And he's telling us how he got it, and, where it, can- and it just utterly destroys the Warren Commission
1: conclusions.
2: I mean, we, we, we can't afford to destroy our institutions while we're trying to learn the truth.
1: So, we do know that there are peoples and key holders to the truth. You know, the question is, why the secret? In your opinion, Doctor Michael Masters, what is holding back any sort of movement of humanity forward?
4: Um, as far as the secret keepers go, the gatekeepers yes. or what?
1: The gatekeepers to the UFO story.
4: Yeah, I mean, I thought again to circle back to to Jesse's doco. There is a section in that where they broke that down in very succinct terms, which was really interesting to see, because Jesse's extremely well read and extremely articulate. And David Grush has a really deep knowledge of kind of what's been going on from his work with all these different agencies. So to see those minds combine to sort of break that down, like what are the different things that may keep us from that is that the the being scared of what might happen with the economy or the public perception or is it protecting these secrets and you know obviously what they showed with the um oppenheimer and the manhattan Project and everything played into that so i i don't i don't know i mean i think it's probably just about money it's always about money it's about what's the profit potential from this they got something that's highly advanced that likely came from the future. And in my, I would like to argue informed opinion, but some might take issue with that. And if so, what can you learn from that? If this thing already exists and we're destined to become the ones that make that there's so much money that can be made leading up to the time at which we are the ones that make it, that come back and crash it, and then do it again, and they come back and crash it, and do it again, come back and crash it. So I can't help but wonder, you know, obviously we just come out of World War II. We're kind of getting into the Cold War. So it's it's about supremacy, or it's about nationalistic egos and tribalism, but it's also about money. I mean, cash rolls everything around us. Method Man said it best. I think we've got to kind of stop and just... Think about that. How much money was made off of these technologies that people were killed for?
2: That's number one. And number two, there are things about our economy and the world economy and especially the United States economy and the global financial system that are utterly dependent on that five-letter word energy. So let's all of a sudden walk out the door you plug your plug into here and you can power New York City. And and then Con Ed and other energy companies, oil companies, coal mines, boom, they're dead and over in, yep. a, in a New York minute. That will utterly yeah. destroy the world economy because it's made, made over from a whole different premise to... Energy is costly. We have to dig into the earth to get it, or or collide atoms together with neutrons to split and get it. To it's free and it's easy. And here's the deal: here's the metal materials that'll do it for you. That's and, just, and where do all
4: those people go? Where do where they do, work now? Those you know, we, go. we saw it happen here in Butte, Montana. There was a huge mining industry, and then boom, it's gone.
2: And and, and the world runs. People keep trying, but their their tries are jokes the world runs on the united states petrodollar now let's make it worthless with free and unlimited energy the united states has controlled all the world's major institutions because it owns the petrodollar and it's gotten itself to a place now where nothing will threaten that except something like free energy
4: yeah we invaded a sovereign nation to maintain that supremacy it's uh, yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, it still comes back to money—just money on a, I guess, a broader scale. It, it comes down to people's jobs, disrupting the economy. But yeah, what what do you do with that? Maybe if we have free energy, we all just drink margaritas and sit on the beach. And let me let me, nice let, let, me
2: do a, let me do a couple of comments that'll lead to the last half hour because we're going to talk about this. All of these humanoid entities that keep coming up in abductions, why do they all look similar to us? What are we going to find out when these secrets come out? Are we going to find out that Adam and Eve and God are not our creator? That some a million years ago or 100,000 years ago came down in a big, huge alien craft and dropped an engineer from Prometheus on the ground and out popped humanity. Dude, that will upset civilization. The Muslims will be angry. The Hindus will be angry. The Christians will be angry. And the Jews will be angry. And everybody will be angry because all of a sudden we opened the floodgate and we were created by another entity. That's a lot to think about, Dave.
1: It's a lot to think yeah. about. Oh yeah. You know,
4: unless not just it's not just the economy, it's worldviews, too.
1: Unless the phenomena the the unless the phenomena is godly.
2: Maybe it's godly, but oh, also, yeah. maybe we'll learn the secret to time travel. Do you look we we we, we don't trust ourselves with nuclear weapons. We're gonna trust ourselves with time travel? Hey, I don't. It's a lot to think about, Dave.
1: Hey, the extra Tempestrals are on their way, man. They are on oh, their way. Oh, you did it! You did, did it, I did say just for right. you, just for I'm you. So proud of you, man. Thank you, I'm brother. So proud
4: of you. I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it, buddy.
1: Science, Bob, and friends. Another thirty minutes here with Dr. Bob McGuire and Dr. Michael Masters from Montana Tech. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this.
3: tell you what,
1: Bob. It's so hard for me not, it's so... Oh, wait, we're not clear, sorry. That's all right. Just talked right over my audio. That's okay. <laughs> I, but at least I
4: recognized it. At least I was like, crap, you never said we're clear. Will you say it so I can talk to... Yeah, we're clear. We, we were clear like... Oh, all right. Hey. Hey, Science Bob. Um, so I think the last time we talked, you read my first book, not the second. And then you read the second before this. Before we talk again, please read the third book. Yeah, because uh, all the things you just said, that's what the book is about.
2: Yep and, and um, let me talk about the new book because I have not I, read it, but I want to talk about the journey through your book and kind of your journey in getting there. so because there 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 are these majors there's these major sections where you set up all the blocks. And then you put the blocks together, and it's informed by the the paradigm you set up and then the, 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 the fact that I just mentioned that all these things look like humanoids, so it looks like we all have some common origins or something, and then abductions, and then you do a bunch of case histories. And so it would just be interesting to go through your thinking that put all that together.
4: Yeah, but I'm – okay, so yes – but what I'm saying is that um, I feel like I've somehow gotten to know you, too, from interacting on Facebook and through these ridiculous email threads that we're on. And based on things that we just talked about leading into this conversation, I think you would like the book. Oh, I'm sure I would. I'm just saying that because there's, it's a hard science book. There's all the science stuff. But philosophically, it's satire. It's political and religious satire. Um, it's about the nukes. It's about the environment. it's
0: About AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years, missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans. And say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Right. Now, with T-Mobile's Best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade, all on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone
6: upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com.
5: This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing, and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your health care provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. The the future
4: humans intentions.
5: I I just I, we
4: don't have to talk about it. I just want to say that I do no, think you would, would like it. And, and in fact, I'll, I'll I'll send you a copy too, pro Please. gratis. Please. Um, so DM me after this with an yeah. address, and I'll send you a copy. Because that, yeah. that that I'm not trying to get you to buy it. I think you would enjoy it. Is all I'm saying. I'm
2: looking forward to it.
1: Jeez. I can't believe God came up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How's your moose? You haven't even mentioned your moose yet. I've asked you three times.
4: Well, the moose hasn't been here recently, Dave. I've, I've. You were gone for this conversation, or mostly just me telling a story. But I've, I have new, new friends, and they're smaller. We there's the chipmunk deer? back to health, oh, and nice. that's that's our new friend. The moose nice. won't let me cuddle it and feed it blueberries. So it's yeah. kind of a non-starter for me. Uh, tried to ride it once, no, I didn't. but no, it, it's still around. They tell you about making earrings out of its poop and selling those
1: internationally. I think you were talking about it, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. I I recently retired from that because it was a lot of work.
1: Yeah. Um.
4: But sure. yeah, it was it was crazy. People were buying poop.
1: Like, what? I, I had a a six point buck in my backyard. Staring at me, I said, "Taylor Muley." Muley, I had him. Uh, I had him, and I, I ran upstairs, grab an apple for him. He's looking at me, lightly toss him the apple. Instead of eating it, the Takes thing off. the thing freaks out, jumps over my neighbor's yard, and is poof! God, ran about yeah. fifty yards, yeah. all over an apple. I'm like, "You dummy!
4: <laughs> you got to work up to it, man. You can't startle him with that. You can't just." throw things at them they think you're gonna throw a grenade or something they don't know yeah i know can you feed them there are
1: you allowed to feed we're them? we're not and... al- we're not allowed to uh well then add allegedly to the end of allegedly that story. just okay. allegedly that good allegedly allegedly
4: yeah i allegedly didn't ever feed them either um but got to the point where through not feeding them uh, allegedly that I could like pet them and stuff. The muleys yeah. are so nice. They're not like whitetails. They they're not
2: afraid of humans.
4: They're not. And they're they're, they're nice. They're like they're they're a more evolved consciousness of ungulates <clears throat> and especially deer. It's crazy. I've
2: back I've backpacked oh, back yeah. with with my kids and others hundreds of miles in the Rocky Mountains. Hundreds of miles. And these mule deer they are just totally not afraid of you.
4: Oh, no, nope. and they're curious. They want to come with you. We have a buck that that I used to definitely not feed, and would hang out with all the time. We went on a hike from our house, and it came with us. It came with us for the first mile of the hike, just walking like not right beside us, but just following right along with us. It's crazy. Look at, very look, at
1: look at Laura Dominguez. Is this Canadian shit going on here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to. Where's see- the Tim Hortons? I want to Drinking say Tim Hortons with that mule deer, Dave. Not yet. We we'll say a big thank you to Debster, Simon, Anita, uh, Jeremy, Tim, Moth, Van, T Bone, Trot Dog, Kevin, W. Decker times two, and Boo the Beagle for the great super chats. Thank you guys, and we got questions coming up next. We passed the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you missed portions of this show or others, you can always check out our free archives. Yes, I said free at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. And our website, well, let's tell you about the podcast. We're on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Google Play, and every major podcast network in between. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join our Space Travelers Club on Patreon. Yes, you could be like Connie who did that tonight. Final time for Science Bob and Science Bob and friends here, Dr. Bob McGuire and our special guest, Dr. Michael P. Masters of Montana Tech. And uh, let's get to some audience questions here, if you guys don't mind. Start off with Major Lee. What happens in private bombshell information or data footage drops on the 6 a.m. news?
2: Well, I mean, it's the typical stuff that drops, the government won't comment on it and everybody in the in the western world seems to be totally focused on whether or not the United States government will comment on it.
1: What do you think there, Michael? Does it matter? Does it because like Does it we, matter? we've seen we I'm going to expand this a little bit. Yeah. We've seen videos drop before yeah. and nothing happens. Yeah, I may get a yeah, Pentagon thumbs up so, or down, but there's nothing nothing marvelous that comes out of them. 10,000 people saw the Phoenix Lights.
2: What happened? Nothing.
1: Well, I I don't know. I've
4: been to Phoenix a couple of times, three times now, to give talks, and that is a different audience. Like, people do pay attention there more than other places because of that. But when we're talking about the general populace, I, I've wondered about this a lot, and I wrote about it in my second book, too, because, yeah, like... You know the the New York Times article dropped with Cooper, Blumenthal, Kane, and it's like, oh, it got a little traction. And then the the Navy changes all of its rules for uh, reporting UFOs, and then all the gimbal flare, go fast. But but yeah, it's always been it's always been seemingly a disconnect between people that are paying attention, people that aren't. Yeah, I, I just did an interview with someone this morning where. There's these UFOs coming down. This woman moved to Belize with her husband during COVID. And there's these UFOs coming down and, like, communicating with them. And, and interestingly, told uh, them that they're future humans. And she felt this benevolent love and, like, this deep empathy. And she was really struggling with it. And the reason she had me on the show is she happened at that time, a weird synchronicity. She turned on uh, George Norrie's, um, what the hell's the name of the show? Coast to Coast. Coast, coast, coast to coast.
3: Yeah.
4: And I happened to be on at that time. And she was like, Whoa, okay, this is weird that this guy's talking about future humans and I'm interacting with these things. But meanwhile, her husband's sitting there, just like, Cool, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Dave, what, what's happening with this echo? Is that on your end?
1: Uh, I think it might. You hear might- that too, or is it just me? uh i'm hearing a little bit of echoing too bob might be your speaker again yeah there we go i I might have been
4: talking louder too sorry if i went off on a loud tangent but no so even within households this woman who's super interested in this has this husband who's just like can we stop talking about ufos now it's not it's not something that even really matters so I can't help but wonder if there's something deeper going on with this, like, collective consciousness shift or, like, the, the zeitgeist of our culture where some people are paying attention so much, like, obsessing over this. And then so many other people are just like, whatever. You know, what? what is that? I think that's at the root of the question is what is this weird divide that's happening with potentially one of the most important questions in human history?
1: Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense at all. Let's go to super crazy. In the short term, how will disclosure affect the world economy?
2: Well, I think we have to define what disclosure means. If it brings out everything, every secret in the box, it's going to overturn the world economy and large portions of our civilization.
4: For better or worse?
2: For better or for worse. I think the economy tanks.
4: No, I'm asking you. Do you think for better or for worse?
2: Short term, I'm absolutely certain that if everything came out all at once, it would be bad. Long term, I think we would recover our ecology and uh, people would be free for the first time in human history.
1: Hmm. I think the economy tanks. I think the economy um, takes a massive hit. I think the government takes a massive hit. And when everything starts coming out, the lawsuits are going to be incredible. And I think that's a, a big scare for what's going on. I really do. Let's go to Jeremy. Does the Legacy program even exist? Mike, let's start with you.
4: Um, I mean, I have no direct information about that. But in studying patterns and history, I don't see how it can't. Because clearly things have happened. Clearly materials have been recovered. And if we're talking about those legacy programs that are about reverse engineering these, or at least even studying them and learning from them, why wouldn't we do that? If, say, a a highly advanced device crashed in your yard, you're going to look at it and be interested in it. We're curious. We're curious. We're primates. We're we want to know what things are, and if we could learn from it and make money off of it, absolutely. So I I don't see how they couldn't. If these crashes did actually take place, and I think there's a lot
2: of evidence they did.
1: All right. What do
2: you think, Bob? Um, they exist. That's that's where I'll leave it.
1: Oh wow! You're keeping it nice and short tonight. Okay, let's uh, head on over to our next question from Peppa H. Are Tesla's, that's Nikola Tesla's inventions, irrelevant if we have UFO technology? Yeah,
4: I love that question. I I saw it, again, I learned everything I know from memes, and uh, I saw one that was like, it wasn't a meme, I think it was a conversation, but yeah, like what if, no, oh, actually it's from Jesse's show. He, he made a, a quip at the end of it that, like, that's why Elon Musk is so pissed about all this, because he invested in propulsion, like liquid propulsion technology, and there's all this anti-gravity stuff, so he's going to go bankrupt when all of these things come out. And I've wondered that for a long time, way before this, is, you know, it, it, it sucks. Every time I get on a plane, I'm sitting there crowded. I just puked on a plane on my way to Cincinnati two weeks ago, and it was horrible. It was in the middle of the night, and I'm like, why are we doing this? I could get to Cincinnati in four and a half seconds if we had this technology available to us, you know? And it's one of the things that, that makes me the most mad. Didn't use the word I wanted to use Dave, just so you know, thank you is that if this is being held back, it's not just about what, what we're doing to the earth and how we're ruining this planet to, and how these mega billionaires are getting rich. It's also about just everyday life, like to get on a UFO and travel from Denver to Paris in like four minutes would be beautiful you know and and if yeah he's invested so much in in this technology that involves the rocket propelled things going up and then coming down they do it well but if that all gets taken out like what what bob was saying earlier this could all happen the drop of a hat it could be the energy it could be the propulsion it could be everything like these industries are going to be disrupted
2: Let me keep it short. If Tesla's Tesla's inventions, for which we don't know the science behind them because we can't duplicate them, from what we are here, as rumor, report, story, etc., all of his inventions will be irrelevant if we have UFO technology. The answer is yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, but here's another mystery that we haven't even looked at, and it's been talked about minimally for decades. We haven't even figured out how a senior citizen moved multi-ton pieces of coral from one area to another by himself in the middle of the night behind a curtain, you know, from the Coral Castle in in Florida. What are you talking about? Yeah. What? Yes. You, what? Know, you don't know this story? No. No. I've never heard that. You have to, You have to look into the Coral Castle in Florida.
4: I'll write it down. Right it's an
1: incredible story. Incredible
4: story. Coral Castle in Florida. I mean, anything, that, any story that comes out of Florida is innately going to be
1: incredible. There's but the usually name. extremely
4: stupid, too.
1: Thank, thank you, Jules. Ed Leedskalnin is the man's name right. who, thank who literally was a senior citizen who built a coral castle for the love of his life who left him for another man. And then one day he decided to move the castle. I forget why. Okay. And he moved the castle all by himself. Like we're talking pieces that were that were ten, twelve, fifteen tons. Yeah. By himself. And he Florida
4: ne- man moves giant castle is what I'm writing down. Yes. My 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 colleagues in the US will know why that's very funny.
1: Everybody Florida knows man why moves that's castle. funny. You, I mean, even in the even, even up there in Canada, yes. If um, you if you can't make fun of Florida, man, who can you make fun of? <laughs> That's true, right? Texas, man, right?
4: Finish the story. All right, but, So how did this work? He just moved a whole castle.
1: He he, when he was moving, is taking apart his castle to move it to a different area. He put up curtains so people couldn't see how he was moving the pieces, and basically, it's the exact same way that the Egyptians moved the pieces to build the pyramids with accuracy. And he never told his secret. He's passed away? Yes. It's an interesting, okay. interesting story. It
2: sounds interesting.
4: I'm going to look it up. Yeah. I'm sorry I was skeptical. Yeah. We're yeah, going to
2: have uh, to uh, anti gravity.
1: We're going to have to do a show on that again. It's been a long time since we did a show on the Coral Castle.
4: Coral Castle, Florida, man, I like it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, talking about the technology of UFOs, I mean that that's going to change the course. And Michael, you you hit the nail dead on the head there. You know, every time we stare up at a at an airliner going by, that's still fifties technology. With updated equipment, yeah. you know nothing has know, changed. And in 2023, it sh- it shouldn't take six hours for me to fly out of Vancouver and land in New York, or no. five hours to go to Toronto. Shouldn't Doesn't take it that long. Doesn't make you mad?
2: It Doesn't does. It make you mad
1: though? It totally does.
2: Well, especially since we've had supersonic transport for the same amount of time. It's just so expensive; nobody can afford yeah. to do it.
4: Yeah. I mean, they had that crash, too. What was that? The Concorde. That airliner out of New York. Yeah, Air, the Concorde.
2: The Air France Concorde.
4: Yeah, I think that derailed it after the tire went up into the fuselage or whatever, too. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I go on a rant about that in pretty much every book I write just because it's one of the things that makes me the most mad. Like, there's a lot of things to make you mad. But flying in these stupid same things from the 1950s is just infuriating and then how we have to stand in and line and we all get herded out like sheep and sorry i'll stop talking about
2: that. no no i mean we, we we still can't do much better than the b-52s which have been around since 1950
4: yeah yeah that
2: we know ones and b-2s they are great but they are not a replacement for the b-52
1: let's go to geocompass here how much government influence are the news wires under? Can we trust anything they disseminate nowadays? I can answer that. That's a great question. I can answer that. As Go for it. as a journalist, I could tell you right now there is zero government influence on any news wire. Where the influence comes from is ego. And in newsrooms across North America, there is nobody saying what can and cannot be printed or broadcast on the air. What is going on is you have a bunch of people who think when they work in a newsroom and they have that much control of what people hear, it builds their ego to the point where they start to oppress stories because of their own beliefs rather than anything else. So there are interesting stories where maybe things have seen places get involved or or governments get involved but it's extremely rare 911 would be a case like that okay on what was getting out however the way news has changed over the last 25 years has gone from news to infotainment where pe- and that really started around the O J Simpson case back in 1994 where it was an infotainment type of story rather than a news story. And the ratings skyrocketed for CNN, and everybody jumped on board with that. The sad part about it is today is news outlets like CNN, like Fox, like CBC up here in Canada, they have started taking political um, sides instead of being journalists and calling things down the middle. So no, there is no government influence. However, They have noted that if one news outlet is, say, pro-Republican in the states, that they build a network that is going to be more pro-Democrat and Democratic stories in the states. And it's unfortunate, but the news angles, uh, since it went in infotainment about 25 years ago plus, has killed the media market. So yes, it is hard to trust anything. Gentlemen, your thoughts?
2: I'll give you one case where it's different. So in in the United States, we have uh, different news services, position, reporters in different venues. And if you bite the hand that feeds you, which is their sources inside those venues, they don't bar you from coming in. You just don't get any more stories until you you, uh, express contrition.
4: Um, I guess my answer is is somewhat tangential, and woo. You said let's get woo, right? Sure, we could get, we, we, we some throw point? some woo. We could sh- throw All some right. woo in there. It's a little bit of woo. It's related, but I just I can't help but notice how often ego comes up, and a lot of this is the reason why things are happening. And I've just seen recently a lot of changes to where people who are seemingly moving things forward or reversing that where it's about sort of almost a collective consciousness and a shift in our consciousness. And you heard, like, I don't know if you saw this interview with uh, Bob Bigelow that just came out the other day, but he he was talking about the source consciousness. Like whoever thought Bob Bigelow would be talking about source effing consciousness for God's sakes. And, and Jim Simivan talking about how they're here. And at Darren King and Nathan on Liminal Frames, Deep Prasad, I just saw an interview with him today where George Knapp interviewed him and he was talking about being in the presence of these beings. And what he came away with was we are one. Like there's just so much that feels like we're moving away from ego into this sort of hive mind consciousness where we're all connected. And all of these things
0: are going to feel stupid at some point in the- AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want Every year, or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com
6: now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One-year upgrade on Go 5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after 6-plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See T-Mobile.com.
5: This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing, and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your health care provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech near future.
1: Let's hope. Let's hope. All right. Let's go to another question here. Let's go to Jules. What data is the NOAA sitting on, Bob? Good grief. Okay, so
2: they operate these weather satellites that have cameras on them. And if anything isn't doesn't look right, it goes into the round file. Or the Department of Defense or someone else grabs it and secures
1: it would you like to comment on that mike
4: i mean his arc was nice but i don't see how two of every animal could then go on to like become all of the animals we have today without massive inbreeding and increases and in almost i guess recessive characteristics so i think it seems irrational
1: Let's go to Shadow Writer or Shadow Time Writer. Why now? This is a question, Bob, that we at Spaced Out Radio have been asking for three and a half years. You were there when, when we brought up the why now. I mean, it still doesn't make sense. This entire UFO story does not make sense.
2: So uh, Eric Weinstein is a person people ought to listen to on Jesse Michaels, Lev, and others. Uh, And he's an extremely careful mathematician and bases what some of the stuff he's arguing now based on logic. And he can't figure out for the life of him what's going on here unless it's something awful. And you know, Dave, you and I and other experiencers... Uh, hear constantly refrain in the quiet rooms or in bars or whatever, that something's coming and we don't know what it is or if it's an attack or what it is, but it's going to be an upheaval. And so I think that's kind of what's going on is there's an upheaval coming because I just don't believe all these people from different contexts, from different directions are saying the same things. It's like all of them are remote viewing the
4: future. <laughs> yeah, and the and the person that did remote view the future the best, Joe McMonagle, kind of described a utopian future. A, a lot of things about our politics, our, our city planning, our social system, our reform system was beautiful. And I, I can't help but wonder, so was he seeing that Without the part that gets us there Without that sort of what what I mentioned uh, my friends Darren and Nathan Earlier, Nathan calls it a, a cosmic cataclysm Where it's not necessarily an asteroid Or like the UFOs Blowing up some people and taking others But it's just a shift in our consciousness That we're not prepared for uh, But still challenges our worldview And maybe gets us to that point Without all of the death and destruction And the civil war um, But yeah, maybe we are. Maybe we do have some sort of collective precognitive views of the future that, that land us in, in this reality now. And maybe that staves off the war. Maybe that's the reason we don't blow ourselves up and we transition that peacefully without having to kill half the human population.
2: So another another thing you might view is if, if the multiverse is of the many worlds theory is true, then you could be remote viewing a different timeline. Or things yep. are
1: different. Very true. Last question of the yeah, night. And and
4: even different. You could be remote viewing the same future, but just slightly above or below it in linear time too, and it still doesn't give you the information you want.
1: Have you remote viewed, Mike? No, I am not a remote viewer. You should try it. I have I have
4: precognition. I have very Intense precognition uh, that's very accurate and has happened my entire life. But in a sense that is remote viewing. In fact, Eric Warco argues that remote viewing is only precognition because they always have to work with that target. And if they don't see the target, it's not reliable. So what he argues is that they're only remote viewing that target. They're only seeing the thing to precognize it, to send it back to themselves in the past. And I think that's a very, very valid point.
1: We got one minute, one final question. Why did Robert Bigelow change his focus from UFOs to consciousness, Bob?
2: So, uh, Bigelow got into kind of all this and he lost his wife and son and he got absolutely totally bound up in the question about life after death and that led him directly to consciousness. It's true.
4: I'll keep my answer short. Um... Robert Bigelow changed his focus from UFOs to consciousness because consciousness is fundamental.
2: Absolutely.
4: And he's got
1: aliens already.
2: Everybody knows I'm jumping up and down about Hoffman. Hoffman is the person to pay attention to right now, where a fusion of consciousness is leading us toward the fundamental view of the universe.
1: And on that note, gentlemen, we got to say goodnight to you, Science Bob, and good night to you, Dr. Michael Masters. Thank you again for coming on Spaced Out Radio. Always our- a pleasure, Dave. We'll do it again soon, my man. We'll do I it again it. soon. And, Science Bob, thank you again. Coming up next in hour number three of Spaced Out Radio, Steve Stockton's going to be here with another spooky story from Among the Missing. Then, after that... Little Timmy Seenor joins us for the UFO report. We will be right back with the final hour of Spaced Out Radio right after this. Lots more coming right for you. Good job, Science Bob. It was good. We didn't do what I wanted to, but it was fun. It just kind of took off on its own merit there. That was great. I love it when it it does that. We
2: had a great conversation.
1: (laughs) Got to bring him back soon. Yes,
2: I'll bring him back and I'll talk about his books because they are very interesting. Agreed. All right, Dave, I'm going to take off. All
1: right, Science Bob, everybody. All right, I'll be right back too. I'm going to go check on my little guy. Be right back. All right. Marco, how are you? Renee, good to see you. Anybody else jump in late? Big thank you tonight to W Decker Times 2, Kevin, Boo the Beagle, Trot Dog, T Bone, Tim Mothman, Jeremy, Anita, Simon, and Debster for the great super chats. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on a nightly basis. So thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. There we go. We are talking Mexican aliens, random gi. Timothy Fellin, welcome. Hey, Timmy. Hard to believe we got an actual random guy sighting in the chat room. This is kind of awesome. Random guy. Just warming the heart each and every night. All right, we got twenty seconds left. Here we go. Would you like
7: to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest
4: show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR.
1: Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America Digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. What do you got for us tonight, Clam? Let's take a look here. Heketos, or pardon me, Heketos. Why can't I pronounce this? I did earlier. Hakistotherm. Hakistotherm is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read the newswire. Check out our swag. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And you can join us on our Space Travelers Club on Patreon. All right, it is that time of the night where we kick off hour number three with a spooky story from Among the Missing and Steve Stockton.
7: Hello, friends. Welcome to Among the Missing YouTube channel on Space. Radio. I'm Steve Stockton, and I'm about to take you on an unbelievable journey of people just like you. Their stories and encounters will haunt us on Among the Missing. Now, here's another Hell Holes Canyon, this time in Oregon. In 1887, a tragic event would leave a scar on what would come to be named Hell's Canyon, Oregon. The event has several names, but nonetheless known as one of the grimmest events in the canyon's history. The tragedy would be known as the Chinese Massacre or the Deep Creek Massacre. The gorge belonged to an Indian tribe named the Shoshone. The Snake River winds its way through the gorge and many would-be settlers were warned of the dangers the area possessed. Still, people came to the area and soon would start to tame this wild west plot of land and water. Lewis and Clark first reported on the region during their expedition in 1805 and again in 1906 noting how tall the gorge walls were and how swift the water ran. Many after Lewis and Clark would underestimate the savagery of the area, hence the name. Most places with Hell in the title, it has to do with the weather or terrain or some sort of dark history attached to the land. Now, Hills Canyon, Oregon has all three and more. Ill-fated boat trips while shipping goods from the northern Snake River to the southern portion almost all met at least a wreckage that slowed down their travels, and plenty of people expired while trying to negotiate the river and or surrounding areas. The water flows in an accelerated speed as the canyon winds its way toward the Pacific Ocean. One such group was hired by the Sam Yup Company to mine gold on a claim in the area. On May 25, 1887, three groups of 34 Chinese men were making their way through the canyon to mine for gold. They already had a small mason jar filled with gold dust that they kept well hidden, The White Horse Gang set out on horses and ambushed the miners by the light of the moon, firing from the rim of the gorge at Robinson's Gulch. The first attack claimed the lives of 13 miners, the last of whom was finished off with a rock as the gang had run out of ammunition. On May 26, 1887, the White Horse Gang set out again to finish the robbery. They came upon eight more miners returning to the camp by boat. The gang slaughtered the men and dumped all 21 of them into the Snake River. Having stolen the miners' boat, the spirit continued four miles upriver at the next camp where 13 more workers were dispatched and some $50,000 worth of gold was stolen. The brutalized remains of the men began washing ashore days after the massacre. Justice, however, wouldn't come for a full year after the attack. In 1888, one of the White Horse Gang members confessed to the crimes and gave up the other men. However, only four of the seven men stood trial for their atrocities as the others had fled the country. The remaining men pled not guilty and blamed the whole ordeal on the three missing men. After a short trial, all four men were exonerated and set free. There was never any justice for the twenty-three lives lost on May 25-26, and 1887. Another place, Hell's Half Acre in Casper, Wyoming with nicknames like the Devil's Kitchen and Hades Kitchen. Hell's Half Acre in Casper, Wyoming, is 300 acres of desolate desert. It got its name when a cowhand, thinking he was at the actual Hell's Half Acre location, sent word that he had arrived at the meetup area. After days of no one showing up with the cattle, the man figured out he was in the wrong place. However, the name Hell's Half Acre stuck as now a defunct roadside attraction. Side note, the movie Starship Troopers was also filmed in the area, breathing some life back into the seemingly forgotten place. Then, in 2005, the restaurant hotel of Half Acre, as the locals call it, closed, and the place was abandoned yet again. Now, Hell's Half Acre has a dark history, in that Native Americans used the 150-foot cliff to drive buffalo off of to their deaths. The gorge that this practice was used for is known as Wyoming's Baby Grand Canyon. Due to the sheer drop-offs and how some areas do indeed look like the Grand Canyon but on a smaller scale. It's said that back in the 1800s the area was home to saloons, brothels, bank robbers, cowboys, Native Americans and shootouts which if you listen close enough today can possibly be heard played over and over again. Since December 2005, Hell's Half Acre has been closed to the public due to the number of emergency calls local first responders were receiving visitors being careless while trying to traverse the area. It can still be observed from the parking lot, but a chain link fence now surrounds much of the acre. One local was interviewed and stated that the acre truly has gone to hell. So, know before you go. Hell's half acre is closed to the public and fenced off. There's a no trespassing sign on the fence and weather in the area is unpredictable. If you do visit, take plenty of water, plenty of sunscreen.
1: And thank you to Steve Stockton for another great report. If you want more stories just like his, head over to youtube.com forward slash among the missing, and you can sign that up for free. All right, from the missing to the mysterious, as we head into the stars, little Timmy Senor is back with the UFO report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Little Timmy Senor, hanging on out with us tonight, getting all fangirled by random guy in the chat room right now. It's good to have you here, my friend. As we get you to unmute your mic, and that way you could join us. How you been?
8: I've been doing great, buddy. Thanks for asking. And just as I predicted, UFOs in the news this time, head headlining with what is this? Aliens? Well, this is getting just. Better and better every day. I mean, I think, wasn't there a song? Mm -hmm. I got my Mexican. Whoa. Well, before we even
1: go any further, if we're going to be getting into this, we should say, Uh hello, how are you? And hi, and welcome to all agents and agencies from any three-letter agency out there right now. How you doing? It's good to have you listening on in. Remember, give us a call sometime. You already have the phone number. We don't need to give it to you. And remember, some of us... Can be bought
0: AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers only to lock you into a three year phone contract three years missing out on the latest greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier not at T-Mobile break free from three year phone contracts with our best go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone now with T-Mobile's best go 5G plans, upgrade when you want, every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade, all on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com now to take charge of your phone
6: upgrades. One year upgrade on Go5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com.
5: This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing, and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your healthcare provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
1: Let's scan. All right. Well, now we can continue officially, you know, <laughs> you know, this but guy. aliens, Mexico. Yeah. Mm.
8: Mexican, Mexican Congress has held a hearing on UFOs featuring purported alien bodies. And so lawmakers heard testimony that, quote, we are not alone in the universe and saw the alleged remains of non-human beings in an extraordinary hearing marking the Latin American country's first congressional event on UFOs. And so in the hearing on Tuesday, the Spanish acronym for what we are usually now termed UAP, politicians were shown two artifacts that Mexican journalist and longtime UFO enthusiast Jaime Maussan claimed were the corpses of extraterrestrials. And so the specimens were not related to any life on Earth, San said. And the two tiny bodies displayed in the cases have three fingers on each hand and elongated heads. Now, San said that these were recovered in Peru near the ancient Nazca Lines in 2017. And he said that they were about a thousand years old, analyzed through carbon dating process by Mexico's National Autonomous University and similar such finds in the past have turned out to be the remains of mummified children. However, San said in the first time such evidence has ever been presented, quote, I think there is a clear demonstration that we are dealing with non-human specimens that are not related to any other species in our world, and that all possibilities are open for any scientific institution to investigate it. So, it looks like there is more information. Now we did have representation there also and Dave uh, from the United States. And I was wanting to kind of kick this over to you because uh, I know we, we talked about this briefly and it's definitely in the headlines. It's getting a lot of buzz on Twitter. And now we know these mummies uh, had been debunked in the past and, Potentially were animal remains, partially llama or some other kind of animal parts uh, kind of put together to look like uh, an alien body. Now, Dave, I'm going to kick this over to you to talk a little bit more about this uh, representation to Mexican Congress. But then I have more to this story that I don't think is really out there in public purview. So uh, I'll kick it over to you for now.
1: Well, there have been tests on these bodies. And number one, the one thing that I found odd about this is these alleged bodies aren't even from Mexico. They are from around the Nazca lines in Peru. So what does that have to do with Mexican ufology? Number one. Number two, Jaime Mosan has been hanging his hat on these, even though science has debunked the theory that they are not of extraterrestrial descent they are as you put it people from thousands of years ago who have been deformed decapitated and really made up to look like puppets okay and this isn't this isn't something that you know like why he would do that i mean he has been a trusted journalist In Mexico for decades and why he would hang his hat on such a fallacy, it's ridiculous. But like Dr. Michael Masters said when we talked to him in hour one about this, the good news is the conversation in Mexico has has gone public, okay, and has started. That is the good news. The sad news is around the world, this is putting a lot of egg on the study of UFOs. Once again, I mean, it just seems like every time we take steps forward in this field, something slaps us 10 steps back again. Yeah. And this is another one of those.
8: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And if these potential alien bodies do turn out to be something else, then, yeah, it does potentially set the UFO field back. Now, as I stated before, the uh, United States did have representation at the Mexican Congress lawmakers also heard from former U.S. Navy pilot Ryan Graves, who has participated in U.S. congressional hearings about his personal experience with UAP and the stigma around reporting sex sightings. Now, we know since this took place, there was a new, uh, uh, I think it was a tweet perhaps, or something made public by Ryan Graves separating himself from this event. And Dave. I would like to talk a little bit further about that because it kind of says a little bit more perhaps about the validity of this alien, uh, the mummified alien bodies that were presented. And if you watch the the video, it did look like he seemed a little disappointed that this was being presented there. Now, I'm not sure if he knew beforehand or not, but that is definitely, I think irrelevant. Now him separating himself from that event in itself and so how do you kind of feel about that aspect of this event?
1: This is where, as a journalist and as a professional, you got to be a little bit careful because you never want to put down a fellow colleague. Okay, but, but sometimes you have to call out an inaccuracy. And I think Ryan Graves did the right thing by coming out on X and, and stating that he had made a mistake and that he should have known better, should have listened to people who were in the know. But the problem that we have, Tim, is there is a great divide in ufology. You have the people who have, you know, who are just... Pro-disclosure, who've come out of the woodwork since 2017 and will wave any disclosure flag in your face. They don't care. And they're just there for to see the process move forward. Then you have your skeptics, who no matter if an alien landed in front of them in a UFO and said, hi, my name is Ork, they wouldn't believe it. Then you have... Old school ufology, which is t, you know pre-TTSA, where people have been studying this subject and, and some giving their lives to this subject for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, and have been working for the betterment of, of making this a, a a unique yet social construct. Then you get the government side of everything, the scientists, the fighter pilots, those who are connected to alphabet agencies who don't really like ufology because they they can't discern it, and the different groups that are available, so they just lump it all into one, and they're like, "No, no, no, you you guys stay over there, you know we don't want you, you guys are tainted." You believe in aliens, you believe in in hybrid children, you believe in tinfoil hat conspiracies. I'm the real guy because I'm a fighter pilot, or I'm the real woman because I work for an alphabet agency. And I think what happens is a lot of these people, go back to our show with Dr. Richard Hoffman, where he basically said he wishes people in ufology would get the hell out of the way. Okay, paraphrasing what he said, but that's exactly what he said. And you get these people, Tim, who they are so anti-ufology, they don't want to be associated with UFOs, that they're going to be put in predicaments like this. And let's not forget, yeah. Ryan Graves, okay, God bless him for being a, an American fighter pilot, being a veteran and everything like that, okay? Okay takes a very smart person to fly a fighter jet okay they just don't give that job to dummies but he is following that example of ufology ew you stay over there i'm up here i'm dealing with the real science behind it i'm dealing with with the real issues of pilot safety but let's remember He's also got a couple of groups that are in this disclosure for dollars business. This is a business move for him. And he had the wool pulled over his eyes because he knew better by not associating with UFO people.
8: I think you nailed it there because he's uh, all about UAP, which as we, as we have discussed is something you can pick up on radar and potentially see and film. And, uh, that is, that's one thing, but he got mixed up here with UFOs and that's a totally different thing. And, uh, it can be a little scary in that crowd because there's tons of woo, but I'm about to deliver you a little bit of that woo because there may be another layer to this onion and Mao San may not have delivered this information at the time, but I know he definitely has been taking a lot of heat and maybe this is to come And if you were to dig a little deeper into the um, heredity of the mummies and their story, there may be a little more to it, such as a story that comes from a credible source that the uh, archaeologists that discovered the mummies themselves had those mummies taken from him by Americans at the time, believed to be government or military and then promised them back. And when they were delivered back, these were the mummies delivered back. And they weren't necessarily the same mummies. So refer to the Santilli case with the alien autopsy video, where initially, um, I believe it was, what, 1995, um, where an anonymous military retired person supposedly delivered an alien autopsy video to Ray Santilli. And um, turns out that this was a recreation video of a real alien autopsy, potentially. And so are we seeing something similar to that historically here? And if they go beyond the DNA of these and look into the history of those mummies, will this truth potentially be real and be discovered? Dave, now this is another layer to be considered in this story that really hasn't surfaced yet.
1: Well, I what are mean, your thoughts? I mean, there's going to be stories over this. If they weren't the real bodies, why would you show them? Okay. Why would you take that chance of embarrassing yourself in this subject?
8: Well, Jaime's the perfect person potentially because he's taken the heat this far in his career and like i said if they looked into the history and the validity of the story i just told you perhaps they could find the person that discovered no, them no
1: i understand what you're saying and, yeah i'm understanding what you're saying okay it's it's this isn't like an an american press conference where they are you know going to trot out a piece of meta material okay this isn't like that you're trying to put the world on notice that you have alien bodies, even though you don't know they're you know they're not alien bodies. Then you invite down a fighter pilot who is looking for disclosure for dollars, okay? Because all UAPs are bad, and we now have to get funding from world com- uh, governments of the world to protect our airspaces because the UAPs are coming. No, they're not coming. They've always been here. Okay, because China, Russia, and even the United States sends a lot of balloons up for recon all over the world. It's a cheap way to get intelligence. Now, if we're talking UFOs, well, big difference there. So which one is it? Which one is the problem? All right. This has just been a complete schmazzle of an event. And I think it looks good on the people. And the sad part about it is, Ryan Graves, the fighter pilot, is probably going to ignore ufology even more now. Spaced Out Radio and the UFO Report continue with little Timmy Seanor, our resident Timbit. Coming up next... Oh, God. Another NASA hearing... Yeah, just get ready to plug your ears and go la-la-la-la-la-la-la when they get to the microphone. Timmy.
8: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. NASA. You know, I love talking NASA with you. (laughs) It's your favorite four-letter word.
1: No, it's not.
8: We can say it on radio, though.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Instead of using the F word every now and again, I'm going to use the word NASA. What the NASA is going on here?
8: It's perfect. Oh, I love it. You should do that. That can be your signature from now on. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love the conspiracy theory. Um, it's so much fun. I had to toss the grenade in there because I feel like Jaime's getting kicked all over this place and at least. This side of the story needs to surface and bubble, you know, bubble to the surface in his defense.
1: There is nothing to defend.
8: I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying
1: he made a mockery out of ufology.
8: Yeah. Don't don't bring not real evidence to the table or at least have the full story if that's what it is.
1: Right. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Bad delivery.
1: Horrible and the
8: quote delivery. doesn't help. His quote didn't help.
1: Mm. Random guy's wearing his NASA t shirt tonight in bed. That's hot. Yeah.
8: I have a NASA cap that he should match it up
1: with. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. We that miss dude him. dude rides around. hot. We he miss him hot. around here. We do. Mm-hmm.
8: He's like a backbeat. He's always still kind of there. You know he's there watching. He probably knows what I had for dinner still.
1: Probably. <laughs> you know what I had for dinner? Hot wings. I do. Oh, yes. Hot
8: you wings. You are such a lucky guy. You and your son just go. We're, wild. Hey, man, it's- we're
1: batching it one final night here. It's Wings Wednesday. We got to go, man.
8: It just makes sense.
1: We got to go. So him and I went yeah. and pigged out on on uh, wings and iced tea. I love it. And we came home very satiated.
8: Yeah, man. That is good. You guys have a tradition.
1: Yeah. Starting now. I yeah. love it. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. It's like kid.
8: right out of American graffiti, you guys. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking of which...
1: Mm-hmm.
8: it's not lucas but spielberg's series is coming out the 27th of this month and we're probably not going to make it in time for live show so i might as well tell your audience about it okay. they probably already know about it how can they not All right. so spielberg has a four-part series coming uh on the ufo topic and the documentary, it's going to be called Encounters. It's going to be here the 27th. And uh, it's going to. So, yeah. Let's see.
1: Oh, Timothman. Timothman giving knows. me hell here. You don't drink iced tea with wings. I'm in the lower 48. <laughs> well, I'm in the upper 10.
8: Lower 48. What does that mean? You You drink ranch with it. Ranch dressing.
1: Yeah, I so had I had a combination. I think it's blue cheese
8: on the East Coast.
1: I I had a combination of ten hot wings, their hottest ones they have, and honey garlic.
8: The smell in the studio tonight, folks, oh. must be rampant. No, no, no. <laughs> Your no. garlic flavored microphone.
1: No, no. It's sorry. Uh, yeah, honey garlic's good. Mm hmm. When are you coming up for, miss, for another ice cap?
8: Oh, man. It's a long way for a coffee, but I like random guy's statement here. UFO jokes. I mean, he lays down UFO jokes, this guy. Plenty of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see his stand-up. Oh, wait. I wasn't supposed to say that he does stand-up.
1: I said nothing.
8: That was my bad. I, I let said it nothing. Slip. But I'm excited for this four-part
1: series. Give me me a few seconds here. Uh, Thank you you tonight to Debster, Simon, Anita, Jeremy, Tim Mothman, and his goatee, T-Bone, Trot Dog, Kevin, W. Decker times 2 and Boo the Beagle for the amazing super chats. Very much appreciate it. And you know what I'd love you to do? I'd love you to all join the SOR Space Travelers Club. It's available on Patreon. We are up to 20 members. Woohoo! 20 members. We are growing. And every day I'm going to try and start posting in there for all you guys. And it's going to be like random thoughts and everything. But it's eventually, once we get used to it, it'll form out into something cool. Here we go, everyone. <laughs> Final half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you miss most of this show or others, you can always check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us in our Space Travelers Club on Patreon. Here we go, continuing with the UFO report, and wow, big deal, yay! NASA, yes, a four-letter bad word in the world of UFOs, is coming out with their $100,000 report about what they've learned about these UAPs that are flying around because, Lord knows, after 60 years of going to space and everything in between, they've learned nothing about any of their aircraft being followed, any of their pilots or astronauts having reports over private microphones that have been recorded, Thank you, Darcy Weir, for bringing that out. It's ridiculous.
0: AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years. Missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now with T-Mobile's best go 5G plans, upgrade when you want, every year or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade, all on America's largest 5G network. Visit T-Mobile.com
6: now to take charge of your phone upgrades. One year upgrade on Go5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. CTMobile.com.
5: This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing, and so does COVID 19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your healthcare provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
1: And so we wait and see how ignorant and stupid this latest NASA report is going to be, Tim. I'll leave it to you now.
8: How do you feel, Dave? It's it, We can't tell. That's great. <laughs> no, but I get it. I get it. it. You know, a lot of hype behind it, too, especially coming from the head of NASA before that with all of the talk of extraterrestrial life out there. And then now we it's been almost a year or almost exactly a year and we know that this long-awaited press conference on findings from NASA study team tasked to investigate the phenomenon will take place tomorrow. And so NASA's independent team of si- 16 scientific, aeronautic, and data analytic expo- experts will share a report of their understanding of the undet- uh, what they're calling undefinable and uh, undetectable objects and the findings of their scientific inquiry into the subject so uh rather than read this article um we can just consider the fact that before this took place we know that in their public forum they uh, the 16 scientists themselves uh stated that they weren't even able to agree on what uap was and what they were being tasked to study And so um, I find that also that probably took quite a bit of time. And so they had to assess what that was. It's kind of like giving a bunch of professional hockey players crayons and then asking them to recreate the Mona Lisa. Uh, It's basically the wrong tools for an impossible task handed to uh, the wrong group of people. And so it was set up to fail, obviously. And so we can expect um, more of what we saw beforehand, which was uh, what they said was simple trigonometry to solve some of the military videos that were considered un, or UAP in this case. And so we can probably expect more of that. Um, I, I expect that we come back with a lot of data and analyzing of the reports that they've been given the ones that they were able to make public. And it's kind of disappointing, Dave. Now, I understand that you may waive this past, but this will actually go forward, kind of underlying the tone of everything we see coming forward, not just from NASA, but probably from every government and official entity coming forward. So, I think we should pay attention. I do feel like even though we've heard a lot from the Navy, obviously these are the people that are getting the reports to NASA. Um, Now we've spoken even to people that believe that most of the activity takes place in the ocean. So we're getting the reports from, uh, you know, the Navy, the Air Force is silent, Space Force is silent. So they're probably getting their data from the military reports that are public. And the ones that we've seen and are potentially debunkable. So let's just expect a lot of that. And it is Dave disappointing, really, to say the least, if that's the route it goes. Now, I'd like to give you a more positive potential, but again, I don't know if we have enough time.
1: There is <laughs> no positive potential here. I, I I'm I, I'm 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 shocked to hear those blasphemous words out of your mouth. I really well here's I really the am. thing.
8: Consider for a moment that they did find some things that they were unable to resolve, even one. If there's one that stumped the NASA scientists, then we're golden.
1: The point that I'm getting at, Tim, is if NASA truly cared about this subject, they wouldn't be playing the public for fools. Okay? And that's exactly what they're doing. Yes, they are held under the military arm. I get that. I can appreciate that. But to stand up with a straight face and lie to the American and world public about everything that they have recorded since Mercury and Gemini and Apollo, it is blasphemous that they even have a voice in this subject. To quote the final line from from Billy Madison, okay, we are all dumber for listening to NASA speak on the UFO subject and that we're actually paying attention. The sad part about it is there is going to be people out there with their big signs of, Go NASA! Rock and roll NASA! No, Darcy Weir, okay, if you haven't gone on Netflix or Hulu or or Amazon Prime and watched Darcy Weir's films on NASA and the UFO cover-up, you are doing yourself a disservice for doing that. I don't promote a lot of movies, and okay, and I'm not saying this because I did a lot of voiceovers for it, okay, this, this, I'm putting that out there for for just honesty and integrity, that I did some voiceover work for these films. But what blew me away while I was recording those voiceovers, Tim, was the fact that I was listening and reading actual astronaut and NASA test pilot voices and their reports, reading their reports, about anomalous objects flying beside them. Take the X-15 pilot, who is at 315,000 feet, flying at about Mach 7 to Mach 10, and there's an aircraft following him. We know China and Russia did not have that technology back then, and he was being chased by a UFO and followed by a UFO. You can hear other reports of of down in Houston where the the people in Houston are saying take that to the emergency channel. You should be this isn't for this channel. Take it to the emergency channel. Okay? NASA has done nothing but lie to the American public and the world public about this and what they know. And Bill Nelson, the director of NASA, the former astronaut, the former senator, should be ashamed of himself for putting the American public through that lie. And it's a waste of money. Yes, it's only a hundred grand. OK? And it's also a shame that there hasn't been a single reporter to ask NASA, "What is in your closet? What are you hiding?" What about this audio that Darcy Weir has or that's all over YouTube or all over the internet from your own astronauts who are talking about these UFOs? Okay? Was doctor Edgar Mitchell a liar? Were other astronauts a liar? Liars, pardon me. It's it's disgusting. And I think NASA, like, it bothers me that we even have to talk about this subject. So no matter what they spin out of it, all right, because you know there's always a spin. That's the political game. But whatever they spin out of it, it's about covering their own asses to make sure that people do not ask, what are you hiding, NASA? What have you been hiding for years, decades? half a century plus, about the UFO subject.
8: That's right. Now, we know that the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies came back pretty vocally last time uh, NASA came out with the details trying to debunk in rebuttal. And hopefully we would see something like that come again, if we did see some debunking come from NASA. But I would like to consider at this time that we know that just in July, House of Representatives held that congressional hearing with testimony from key witness David Grush and um, Ryan Graves. And now we know that also just days ago, uh, Mexico's first public congressional hearing about UAPs um, with extraterrestrial potential mummified entities being uh, showcased there, uh, amongst other details, not just that. That was the highlight of the uh, event. But knowing that these pushes are happening, um, do you feel that even with some negative reporting from NASA, it really makes a difference in this current strong push of transparency from governments and whistleblower potential evidence coming forward in other countries and Um, more evidence to come with more hearings from our own uh, members of the public, the scientific uh, world, and going to be brought forward to our own U.S. Congress. Well,
1: obviously that's what's going to happen, right? I mean, they have to save face on anything that kind of goes on here. And unfortunately, it's the public who loses, The public totally loses on this, all right? And what baffles me, and I don't know how you feel about this, Tim. What baffles me about it is how many people in the UFO community buy into this crap. We're going to sit there and listen to that report. And we are going to be like, are you serious right now? are are you like is this a joke is is this really if it was any other subject besides ufo's the public would be incensed over this okay they would be pulling their hair out saying you know how stupid do you think we are and people should be offended
8: Indeed. Indeed. And we know that NASA commissioned this independent group to come up with their own results with the information that they were given. And I think that they were also encouraged to source other information outside of NASA. But it'll be interesting to see results and see how they sourced it. But it definitely goes kind of into the the next story that I wanted to talk about. I I, Um, I want to say,
1: can I say one more thing?
8: Please do. Please do before we, before I move
1: that on this. Okay. Yeah. When you go on social media, especially X or Facebook and watch the reactions to this, when you see people supporting this and you're going to see a lot of the big names in ufology saying way to go, NASA, good report. Okay. All you need to tweet is shame on you. Shame on you for supporting a lie. Shame on you for supporting this government conglomerate who is hiding what they know in photographs, in videos, in audio, and in reports of what the truth is. Shame on you. Because until the public starts calling people out for their BS, we're more worried about, about whether or not Lou Elizondo okay, ran the ATIP program or OSAP or whatever the hell they want to call it. We're more worried about David Grush, whether or not he's a, he's a, whistle, a good whistleblower or not. Okay, we're worried, you know, how credible he is after a brutal media attack on him and his own personal health. Okay, that seems to stir things up. And yet, with NASA blatantly lying to the everybody in the American public, that's where people should be offended. We know they have the photos. We know they have the video. We know they have the audio recordings. We know they have the reports written. It's all public. It's all been made public over the years. It's right there. Once again, I post, go to Netflix, go to Hulu, go to uh, uh, anywhere where Darcy Weir's films on this are. Okay? He has it right there for you. How his, you know, if you have an interest in ufology, how his videos don't have a million plus hits on it is baffling because it's right there. So I challenge our listeners that when this NASA report comes out and you see people out there who are cheering them on, tell them shame on you for supporting the lie. And the cover-up that NASA has been doing. I'm sorry. I, I don't like to get political like that. But we should we should be offended because they're treating us like we're dumb. And I don't like being treated like I'm a dummy.
8: No, I think it needed to be said. And uh, this is a great forum to do that. Honestly, and so we'll have to see what this report looks like and how they came to their conclusions. But um, I have no expectations. Dave, I'm with you. So we'll have to see what happens.
1: What do you think a random guy putting up in the chat room? I think we have a minimum, have at minimum assets, if not a command center of sorts on Mars. That's interesting for a random guy to put out there. Is he playing us? Is he playing us, or is this one nah. of his allegedlies? Trust me, bros.
8: Oh, definitely trust him. Definitely trust him. But um, you know, we we're talking here about being stonewalled publicly, and it sounds like even in San Marino, on my final story for the night, we had high hopes for the UN to have representation there discussing the UAP topic. The plan had called for San Marino to submit a proposal of the creation of a new UN office tasked with the preparation of a periodic world conference. And this conference was meant to assess and foster the scientific research of UFO phenomenon. Now, unfortunately, the San Marino government is not stable right now. And so they were unable to put this and establish this office at this present time. And I know, Dave, we had had some high hopes here with uh, some American representation there trying to push this forward. But it looks like San Marino, Italy, will be unable to implement that U.N. action for now, at least. And it's a little bit disappointing, but it does come at a really volatile time across the whole planet when we know that this topic is definitely something that's not just a U.S. issue. It's a worldwide issue. And so it's unfortunate to see this stonewalling taking place in that country. And I know that Americans were ready to take part.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of countries. And Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon worked very hard on that. Okay. And there was a lot of talk that San Marino was going to be a big push forward for any type of disclosure movement. You know, it's too bad. Politics, once again, getting away. And it's uh, it, it, it's sad. It's sad because San Marino is one of those countries, even though it's tiny, it still has a very, very democratic process where we don't hold secrets. That's what they're famous for. That's why ufology was moving over there. And to see the upheaval right now, it's a little tough to take. But we should have also expected that when it comes to this subject. You know, no matter what happens, Tim, this is still... doesn't matter if a if a UFO landed uh, at 24 Sussex Drive, which is the home of the Canadian Prime Minister. It wouldn't mean a thing. What means everything is... That UFO or that contact coming from the United States of America and the President of the United States, whoever that may be. That's the green light to this being a reality. Not San Marino, not Mexico, not Canada or the UK. It's the United States' issue. It really is.
8: I mean, you can look at it that way. Um, I, I mean, it's it's more global. Now, I see everyone kind of looking to the U.S. to kind of take the lead on this, but we also see the U.S. really, as far as leadership goes, squashing it. They came out with no support of any of the whistleblowers, whether they were military or not, and anytime there's a chance at science, they push it off their desk, because we know Kirkpatrick had no interest in this topic. And he cannot wait to get out of this office, right? And so it's not something that anybody really wants to cover right now. And the fact is, is that more and more evidence just keeps piling up. According to the people analyzing the information, there is a plethora of data.
1: Nice use of the word plethora. That was an additional plethora we weren't expecting tonight, Tim. Great job on the UFO report. Thanks for letting me rant, buddy. I appreciate that. And we want to say a big thank you to all of you for tuning us on in. As we say, we got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at work, at home, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. I know you Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us because together, my friends, make a mistake, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Woo Train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available, your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, yeah, we got room for them, too. Good night.
0: AT&T and Verizon lure you in with their best phone offers, only to lock you into a three-year phone contract. Three years missing out on the latest, greatest phones because you're trapped by your carrier. Not at T-Mobile. Break free from three-year phone contracts with our best Go 5G plans and say goodbye to being stuck with an outdated phone. Now, with T-Mobile's best Go 5G plans, upgrade when you want. Every year, or every two, you decide. At T-Mobile, you have more choice than ever to take charge of your upgrade. All on America's largest 5G network. Visit tmobile.com now to take charge of your phone
6: upgrades. One year upgrade on Go5G Next requires financing new qualifying device and upgrading in good condition after six plus months with 50% paid off. Upgrade ends financing and any promo credits. See tmobile.com.
5: This season, your coffee orders are getting warmer and your outfits are getting cozier. The world keeps changing, and so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're one of the best ways to help protect yourself against COVID-19. You can get a COVID-19 shot at the same visit as a flu shot if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Talk to your health care provider to learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. And don't forget to get extra cinnamon spice. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.